0: everybody, it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny.
1: Yeah, it's that sad time of the year again. The season is over. One of our mailbag questions, what do we do for the next three months? Well, for the next three hours or so, you can listen to us. Probably won't be that long. Although, I don't know. Who knows? It'll be it'll be a good show. I think we've an awful lot to get through. It is the PFA Ireland Teams of the Year. The revelation is here. Of First division and premier division and the nominations for... The player of the year in both tiers as well. We're gonna hear from Steve McGinnis on same. Then we're gonna hear from a very hungover Chris Forrester, who uh this isn't necessarily in the order now. We're gonna hear from hungover Chris Forrester. And then we're gonna hear from Lincoln bound, Jack Moylan, as well as John Affalabi, who is you know, coming down from the, the feed at the weekend. And we have a very busy mailbag Dan. Like it 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 it's it's um it's the Morag mailbag on steroids today. It's just it's and we're in your gaff as well. We are yeah, yeah. To be
2: clear, we're not in Oliver marketing, which are very grateful for their uh their hosting facilities all year. Just a combination of factors this week have uh have re- removed have removed us from there, but also required us to record here. I should have been with you um in Abbottstown for your interviews. Um just a couple of last minute hitches. But uh we are in the house. There was a third birthday party here at the weekend, so it is a joint number three. Uh, over my shoulder, joined as we with a G you now. Yeah, yeah. Well, To be clear, um, um, we had the live show as well. We haven't We had the that. live show. I mean, this is it. Like, it, thanks so a everyone. lot. Of a lot has happened in the last week. I mean, I, I did sort of point this out at the weekend. Um, I forgot to mention the live show, but like the, the stories in Irish football across the last sort of seven days.
1: Not a great but, one for the
2: FAI Well, not. But it's like but this is my point. Though there was like you know there was a lot of various stories like the she- like Shelburne have changed their owners in order to save damien stuff. and i Duff. Kind of forgot about that. that's happened since our last mm. since the live show like paddy barrett the live show was like to, uh, i can say it now the following morning he was like might need to take some of that stuff out i said because obviously you know he didn't know where his future was that's how much of a shock that was to mm. people that all of a sudden things changed that quickly and then and, and shells. the only The, one the, Tur- the like. Turks. Turks are now gone, <laughs> and, and Damien Duff lives. Like we can now officially call them Damien Duff Shelburne. They're probably, if you look at the CRO, they're probably listed as that somewhere. Um,
1: friend of the show Julian Canny did say, "Did we go to the Turks' head afterwards for drinks with the shells, lads?" We actually didn't, but we did have a few beers. Yeah, and shells that's, that's, and that's why that. Julian's
2: not on the podcast. Um, we, we had a, a a shambolic AGM. I did point out. I mean, like an absolute shambles of an a- AGM. Where I mean I don't even want Let's not drag the toe down. We've had a good weekend uh, the CEO Pay controversy Part you know Add that as well The biggest FBI cup Final crowd in history I feel like it was even bigger Than the reported attendance But maybe they want to keep Keep telling us every year The was crowd is bigger? getting bigger That's just my conspiracy theory um, We had an epic playoff, Epic playoff final mm. Incredible playoff final Probably the best playoff final ever Not if you're from, from Cork But in terms of like Storylines Drama Superb and then, like, you know, Stephen Kenny's final squad. Unfortunately, I know you were out there today. The draw to takeover went through. They hadn't gone through like, various transfers, you know, like transfer stories. Joss Honahan to the Rovers from Cork and uh, various sort of rumours and tales. People wanted to talk about transfer rumours today. John Russell um, gets
1: another uh, deal. Uh, there was, there was yeah, actually an awful lot going he, on. He's got that. a
2: JR. But before, listen, we'll, we'll move on to the show. But the, I guess we are we are grateful that PFA Ireland have, have chosen um, our show as the uh, the point of reference for, for listening. Have we thanked ta- our sponsors, by the way? We haven't. No. Have thank our sponsors no. for. for uh, across we the year, them off last week. Collar and Cuff. They, lovely, they dressed us for the show. Lovely Future ticketing. Did uh, the tickets.
1: Yeah, and in then in the Connor at the door, kind of burly bouncers.
2: And Rascals Brewing, then we had we had the pints and we had the pizza. And I think mm. everyone had a wonderful time. That was a great night. So thanks. we had a good time. But anyway, um, the show must go on. Um, we can't bask in the reflected glory of that forever. Um, and we must. Uh, Go to the business of the show, the initial business of the show. Some people just want to tune in and hear who was on these teams. Um, so, who's on the shortlist for the various awards? So, we sent you out to Abbott's tent today to talk to Stephen McGuinness um, from the PFA Ireland, who ran you through the main award nominated people.
3: Uh, We're going to do force division force John. Okay, so let's go so first division So, let's talk us through this. Yeah, so we've six Galway players, three Waterford players, one from Cove, and one from So, four clubs. Um, are represented in the in the team of the season. So in goal, Brendan Clark, Galway United. Um, Jules Phillips, Waterford. Killian Broder, Galway. Um, Rob Slevin, Galway, and Ryan Burke, Waterford. That makes up the back four. Three in midfield: Edward McCarthy, Galway United. David Hurley, Galway United. Jack Dardy, Cove Ramblers. So Jack Moyle beside me was like, I, for a second there, I thought Dardy wasn't on the team. What the? But then he saw him. Yeah. Then he he, he, he was happier to have him as captain. Yeah. And then uh, the front three of Franz Piero at, at Lone Town, Ronan Cocknut at Waterford, and Stephen Walsh at Galway. So that makes up the first division team of the year. Um, was all, there any sort of close run? There, there, lot of, l- lot of- l- like at everything, Jenny, there, there always is. Um, as we were explaining before we, we went on air, was that um, the votes on this are precise. So every club gets 20, 20 votes. So um, there's no... We, we, Mm. I suppose from our point of view to make it as accurate as possible every club gets 20 and they must complete 20 forms so that it's it's even across both, both divisions so we make sure that that's the case but like in everything there is always tight calls I don't like to name anybody because then right. people are saying oh, how many did he lose or miss out boy I think the team is reflective probably of the season don't you've seen a lot and knock the two of them in the Premier division as well yeah
1: out built on a strong defence so you have three of the back five in there and obviously the front three just banged in goals all season um and no complaints about that midfield as well. Like serious
3: talent to that team. Yeah. They'd have to say as well, Going Knight and Watford did well against Premier Division teams this season when they matched them. Yeah, and two full time teams as well, Johnny. Yeah. That's that's thinking exactly. too. I think that's what we're looking for. Uh, the, get, the game has grown, the league has grown, and they have two full time teams. And obviously, both have been promoted, which is great as well.
1: Got to give a, a good mention to Cove, who are so good. Obviously, only got Darty in, but had an excellent season as
3: well, and really punched the world by weight. Just on the Premier Division team, it's made up of seven. Seven. seven <laughs> club, is not having any of them. Yeah, seven clubs represented, so it's quite a, a broad range of clubs, which is. That's uh, remarkable. It is, That's remarkable. it is unusual. It probably shows you maybe this season that and um, that mm. the league was, results were quite up and down and uh, that it was quite a competitive division um, and that's borne out by seven clubs being represented in the team of the year. So just to go through it, in goal, Connor Cairns from Shelbourne, um, back four of Archie Davis from Dundalk, Sam Curtis from Shamm- or from St. Pat's, and Roberto Lopez from Shamrock Rovers, and Ben Doherty from Derry, so makes up the back four. The three midfield players at Will Patching, Derry City, Chris Forrester, St. Pat's, And James Clark with Bohemians and the front three of Rory Keaton, Jonathan Affalabi, and Jack Moylan. Uh, Just where are you at now in terms of 2024? What what are the hopes and aspirations? Because we were on the back of an FI Cup final
1: that was record breaking. There's massive buzz to to see that, I guess, the cross section of the community represented, even in the crowd, it was like a lot more maybe women at the games. Mm. what what are your thoughts for next season? How do we kick on?
3: Yeah, we have the minister our, our awards this year so that so Thomas Bourne will be there. I think there's a huge infrastructure plan put to the put to the uh, put the government. I do think it needs serious financial backing from the government. I think we've brought You it. get the feeling I, I do, yeah, no I do. I get a feeling that look certain things have happened in the last week or so which doesn't help um like on the day of the cup final, stories about uh, the FEI on the front page of the Sunday Independent doesn't help when you have forty-three thousand people attend I think that's stuff that the FU have gotta have gotta address. I think I believe it will be addressed this week and and hopefully it's just a stomach eco. But the reality of it is is we've now got grounds for all the two boys are at clubs who sell out every single week at about bows and shelves. And that unfortunately we just don't have the facilities to build on what we've got. Like forty three thousand people turned up the because they were seeing two quality up teams playing in really I won't say luxurious, but it is luxurious that, that you can bring kids to it. They can be. They can win. Have a hot dog. They can have something to, to drink. Proper toilet facilities. So what we challenge, only, I think, in the last couple of years is we have an audience for the game. We have good quality football. We have an audience for it. We just need to have facility to put them in. And I think that's something I know you've banged on about for years. So avoid. But it really does need in the government having looked at. We're now it was the ninth place attendance in Europe for a cup final. Shows where we are on the map. And and we really just need the government now to get in working with our clubs to ensure that our grounds come to a level that meets the the demand now that there is. For our game, and what we roll on to now is the nominee for player of the year. Let's go, yeah. So, for Force division, um, men's player of the year, um, it's David Hurley, Galway United, Roland Coughlin, Waterford, and Stephen Walsh of Galway United. Um, again obviously two two clubs that are being promoted and, and two from Galloway and one from Waterford. I don't think anybody could argue. Uh, a bit
1: of, a bit the of the context it. to that is a season Walsh was basically flung up front against Waterford last season and because John Cogwell didn't have anyone else at the time and that was the start of his career up front basically at the age of 31 or whatever it is yeah. and scored about 40 goals since give or take.
3: Yeah, and amazing So Amazing. Rowan Coughlin last season uh, wasn't even in the squad at, at, at St. Pat's come the end of the season has reinvigorated himself, gone down to Warford. It's a sign like Moyland as well. If you go to the first division, you can get going and get your confidence back, whatever. Yeah, it can. And I think Rowland's done that. And I think, I mean, I'm sure he'd, he'd love to stay at Warford. I think he may have options uh, elsewhere, but hopefully from a Warford point of view, he'll be there next season. And and David Hurley has been excellent. Some of so the set pieces, yeah. some of the goals he scored, it's been hugely influential. So I think they're three worthy nominees in the fourth division. Uh, for young player of the year, um, the three are Sam Curtis from St. Pat's, James Clark from Bohemians and Jack Moyle from Shelburne. How was pro age? Uh, 22. Sure. 22 years old. Okay. So, um, so again, I think the three boys have had an unbelievable season. I think Sam, at 17 years of age, I know he turned 18 on December 1st, uh, has been superb and probably one of the ones from a Brexit perspective that we would have lost without Brexit coming in. Um, it's interesting his dad as well saying how much he'd really extolled that stay at home be with your kids like let them develop here until they're in and 90. yeah exactly yeah, and I believe there's another there's another one coming behind him he's a, he's a younger younger brother he's supposed to be very good as well so there's a conveyor belt of course as Ben has obviously played in the league as well yeah. James Clark, who we thought the second half of the season was superb for both very unusual to see a dribbling midfield player and, and, and hmm. I know uh, and I know Jack has been unbelievable for Scheldt. Um and I think they'll miss him massively. Obviously, replacing him is quite difficult. He was telling us there, and I'm sure he'll say he's off on Sunday, uh, so we go straight into it when he goes over. But he's been brilliant, uh, not just this season. I think he, it's been coming for a few years uh, for Jack, and I'm sure uh, a lot of Bowls fans would be disappointed he wasn't in the Bowls Show at the weekend. But um, well, but they can start with Dyson fun. Lincoln with him and Mandroyo's Yeah, exactly there as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So oh, that, that yeah. So so that's it. That. that's the that's the nominees. Uh Abbey in front of them, too that'll be bizarre. I then, I, then <laughs> on the men's player of the year nominees. It's obviously down in Affalabi, Chris Forrester, 20 goals for and really Keaton. So, uh, again, fantastic. Three boys have had an unbelievable season. Um, I, I suppose, like everything, you look through it, and, and like Chris Forrester has been around the league for quite a while, been nominated for this award a, a number of times. Rory has been again here and in the UK and has come back and and been really the shining light in Cork in, in a really tough season for them. And unfortunately, obviously went down on the uh, in in the playoff. really coming off with a shoulder injury, I think, didn't help. Um, unfortunately. Um, and then Jonathan, crazy raised- that the personal circumstances really elevated him massively the season. How yeah, he's, Oh, he's gotten, how, how he's managed it. Yeah, no, I, I think you can't take away from his performance as well. I, I, I do agree. with you, I'm not, but I think his performance has been yeah. unbelievable. Under. That the the type of strain that he had been, um, and and again he was a player who, like uh, Ronan can probably learn from how he was in first division, scored balls mm-hmm. there and brought it right to actually mm-hmm. elevated his game in the Premier. Yeah, and I think John has shown, go to England, come back, yeah. you can you can get your career sort of back up and running. He's been excellent, been absolutely superb for Bowes. Again, I'm sure Bowes fans will hope him that he'd be here here for next season. But again, um, we'll see. But he's been absolutely brilliant, and I think the three wordy nominees again later this week. Yeah, so later this week we have. Premier Division, uh, Men's, uh, Premier Division and Fourth Division, uh, Referee of the Year, we'll have the Manager of the Year, and then the Irish Overseas Player of the Year, that will be announced later in the week. And then next week is uh, the Women's so the Women's Cup Final, is at the weekend, and to be fair to them as well, to dove, or to, to uh, bookmark that season, or bookmark the end of it, we'll do the nominees Beautiful. come next year, because this year's award for the very first time, we'll have, uh, we'll have the women as part of it, because obviously the league has turned professional just this season, so we look forward to adding that to the night.
1: It's an attacking team full of quality. Full of absolute quality. It is, yeah.
2: Um I don't know, like I think this year, various discussions we've had with people at various times, they haven't been sure who's gonna be on these teams. You know, and like I said, it's not just the teams, like it's obviously the, the main award shortlist. like I think the Affle Abbey, Keating Forrester Contest, contest is an interesting one, the young player, you know, Curtis, Clark, um, Nyland. Like the, that's a good list. Um and the team of the year, yeah. I mean, I think I understand why they do it. Like you, basically, there's two right backs in the back four. But if you ended up down end the road of like you need to have a left back, a left centre back, a right centre back, a right back, it just ends up too complicated. Um. So I mean, I guess the fact is, you never actually will see this eleven play. They wouldn't be that well balanced. But it doesn't matter. It's just reflecting like seven different teams represented. No one from draw did right, oh, Dale Rooney obviously was a bit unlucky. Yeah, a bit unlucky. Um.
1: Okay. So that was that. Now. We did talk to uh, the three lads that I mentioned. Chris Forrester was in great form. He well, this is it. Form. Like
2: we, we, like I mean, you know, we had great FE- form slash hungover. We had an FI Cup final. I'm not sure, about, like you can say for the ages, like, but it is something that's in the history books now. Um, you know, like when you think about it, like you know, I know maybe I would have been in, into the league a little bit before you, but still similar enough times, and you know, you remember the tales. Like I started going to league games in '91. Say ninety two, and there would have been this mythical status of even the brace and Francis Cup final in nineteen ninety, and that thirty thousand, which would have been talked about all the way through the next two decades until we got to the first game and the uh the Avivas, I know you love to call it, um and even that was a fiver tickets I think for the Shamrock Rovers Sligo like mm-hmm. Rovers game, um a lot of people went because it was their first chance to go to the stadium, um but now to be in a situation where whatever the attendance was like 43 basically close to forty four thousand. Uh, and it was a good game like it sort of delivered in a lot of ways Um, I felt anyway Um, there was like good storylines you know there was a youthfulness about the players which I think ties in with the youthfulness around the league the sense of like a new energy around the league that it's not there was a time again where the, the cup final stories that would have been in our papers and stuff would have been very much about the old the old part-timers, the, you know, the 30-something player, you know, having their big day out, you know, with the family and so on. And and now it's more about, let's look at these sort of, you know, where will all these players be? Will these be future Irish internationals in the future involved in this game? It's a very subtle but significant change in language around the cup final. So, um, I don't know, how was your cup final day?
1: It was, the, to me, the cup final, this was when the League of Ireland Fully became cool, like when they span behind the goals. You have all these people with their phones out, women, white people, black people, young, old, mixture of everything, watching the League of Ireland. And it was like the crowd. Like as I was looking around, I was kind of more in the Pat section, but the crowd was like it was just like a normal sporting event. The niche League of Ireland isn't as niche anymore, which is it's, great. Which is great. It's, it's really mad, like. Two of the kids beside me, one from Kerry, one at his first League of Ireland game, um, brought along by the aforementioned Julian Canny, and they were like, "This is just great!" Like, and they loved it. They loved mm-hmm. it. They'd never been. I was like, my first game was three hundred and fifty people in the first division and wet nights against Cove Ramblers. This their first game was like a, it was a bit of an epic. We were at the goal for the Pat the, the Pats side. What I loved about it, Dan, was just Pats. The young players like. I've been critical of Shamrock Rovers this season in the sense that it, I, I, I thought they were they were just like, they did the job, they won the league, but where are the, where are the players coming through? And John Daly let them run the show in the last half an hour. It was so refreshing. It was just, it was great to see. I love that. Um, I was disappointed with Bowe's, I have to say. Defensively, I thought they were an absolute rabble. Um, I was wondering what their fans would be like after the game. They seemed very dignified because I thought they, they, you know, considering they were given a soft enough penalty, but it was a good decision. They, they blew it they gave away bad goals and i think if you look at bows um, i was just looking at this earlier first seven games is first nine games of the season 21 points Afalabi hadn't started to score yet Um, remainder of the season what do they get 38 points in the in the other three rounds Afalabi starts to score and i do wonder about um i do wonder about bows because I thought they were very, very poor, to be honest, second half in the position they were in because Pats went with a very attacking team down. There was so much pressure on Jamie Lennon. You'll hear from Chris Forrest. I'm so not
2: sure m- about your, your points, Taddy. They both got 58 points in the end.
1: 21 points. Sorry, 21 points in the first quarter and 30... What is it? 30, Seven. 37 oh. in the other three. three so okay. they kind of collapsed thereafter. And Afolabi hadn't really started scoring until sort of midway through the season. Um, I just, I don't know. I... Hmm. Uh, it'll be dealt with in the mailbag, but I do wonder if for the Bo's management. Yeah, we've, team, we've got bow stuff. There. I do wonder. We'll yeah. deal
2: with the bow stuff there, but I suppose let's go to our chat with someone who was on the pitch, who was very much involved, um, and he's won his third FEI Cup now, and that's Chris Forrester.
1: Chris Kit Forrester has joined us here. He's actually won the Young Player of the Year from the PFEI before, but
0: not the Player of the Year. What's going on there? How did it just hasn't happened for you? Uh, no, or has your gone wrong, wrong, man? No, it hasn't. To be fair. Uh, it's close in 2021, 20, I think, fair, fairly close. with Georgie Kelly thought I might have won it, he won it, he deserved it to be fair. And you know, would it mean yeah, something again? Yeah, would but, it? Mean, yeah, would but, you, yeah, would, I would love that, especially after looking back at pictures. of when I won the young player, i was yeah. saying to myself, One day I'll win the mm. the main one, and you know, it's what 10-11 years down the line, and I'm, I'm nominated again. So hopefully, I've been with a good chance. People can't see this, but if you do a graph from that point of your career like it's kind
1: of been like it was you came back to Ireland it was like okay what's happened there and then
0: it's just been yeah it's been great. it's been good yeah it's been a good little story you know it was a bit I was a bit crap when I came back but it was hard to readjust again to the league Um, things had changed from before I went away as much it was a different kind of league and it took me about a year to get going and then year yeah, isn't that mad? Like it is because you expect just to dive back in. I was like that's going to be easy. I've been in England for a while. I'm going to just rock back in. It's probably a bit of a, a, a reality sh- uh, shock for me as well when I come back. Any doubt in your head start creeping in then. Ah, oh, yeah. Obviously, they're like, oh crap! I can't play this level anymore. Um, but now a year, Pats fans suck by me. The club suck by me. So, um. Since then, yeah, it's been good. It's been and has been a couple of trophies on couple of trophies. and CV yeah. were a nice goal in the top final years with CV O'Donnell.
1: I remember saying, like, you're you're, you're a good age here. Don't not gonna yeah, talk about us, it. CB did say so We're not talking about He <laughs> did say Chris 27, blah, 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 blah. This season, then John Daly comes in, and uh, a lot of people really like
0: uh, praising him. Pat's players after what difference did he actually make from your perspective? Um like I think John uh Pointed at himself, so he just tweaked a few a few things, you know, put a bit of discipline on on everything, and you know, gave the belief back into the lads. So Tim came in and the results were really going great. Um, at the start of the season, and then you know, like John said, he we went down the court because him an interim manager, we won the game, and he t- just from then it kind of rolled over into the next public games, couple of wins, and you know, the belief started to come back, and you know, John put kind of his own kind of stamp on it, a bit of discipline here and there. Um, and yeah, I think everyone's responded to what John wants to do. Was there any change from your perspective?
1: Like, did he say anything different that this is how you're going to play? or most always when an assistant takes
0: over because it's like John Russell, at like, well, you were there, but you also want to change things. Yeah, um, well, he said to me that he needs more from me. Um, I wasn't really playing great, but, you know, we kind of tweaked my position a bit as well um, to kind of play more through me and, so, yeah, he said he wanted more for me, which, you know, I responded to well. And, yeah, what would you rate your season out of 10? you got a lot of goals. A lot of tenties now, with clear. Yeah, I know. A lot of That's all I keep hearing. Like, I have to be scored at the end of the day. Ah, well, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been okay. Start of the season, not so great. Okay. And you're nominated for Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all right. It's above average. Yeah. yeah. What What about Sunday, Rice? Because you were, obviously, you got injured.
1: And it wasn't a game where you could be Chris Forrester for ninety minutes, but then you look off the bench, you like
0: all these young lads, yeah, like floating around the place on cloud nine. What was it like? <laughs> the it was a bit surreal seeing all the young lads on there. It was actually it was great to see, like a fair play, you John. Ah, oh, Jesus, yeah, I did actually, but you know <laughs> that's how it <laughs> is nowadays. Yeah, but now seeing them on the pitch and you know seeing just the youthfulness and you know just enjoying life in a big stadium, um. Fair play to John. John brought them all on. John's bled them all in throughout the season, so there was no there was no worries about putting them in. I don't think for John. Um, yeah, it was great to see. Or how was the celebration versus two years ago? Like at least you weren't losing a manager this time. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit bad this year, you know, because <laughs> everyone had. To... Don't go, John. Yeah, Stevie was kind of whatever on the way out the door. Whatever, so it was all it was all a bit this year looked like a lot of it. It's shaded over from yeah. you knew was it was happening um, but no John John's here in the future I saw him made a promise to me last night and he gone because <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll be bitten twice uh, <laughs> so uh, no John will be here next year I think so yeah. what are you calling it? the Dinty is this? the int- yeah, I don't it. know he's got that nickname yeah
1: Um. I saw some of the clips there was a bit of dancing and all that he did he did say as well,
0: I think he'd a bit of a jovial kind of uh, Papa Decky Divine for saying, so there was a lot of luck locking on. Ah, yeah, lock all like the emotions, that boy.
3: Yeah.
0: Have a bit of alcohol and all. Yeah. You were dying there, yeah? To <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. I'm not really very stable. No, to band in a great state, but have coming out to do this. Um... Yeah, no, John John was in the celebration. It was supposed to under the dance floor. Um. so, yeah, he, he deserves the dollar. But he seems very quiet, lad, but he obviously has a bit of life show. him. He does, he yeah, had a bit of the day, <laughs> I do. And we he's, I think that's why he's brought to the dress film as well. It can some, you know, everyone's kind of knows the role. And, and you know he never gets too low, he never gets too low. So I think it's because it's, it's a great balance for us, or, mm-hmm. you know, great belts and work for us. Or let's keep our emotions and check.
1: Uh, one of the Pat fans said to me he felt kind of emotional that night, but. The most this really sense the club at
0: the moment, like the crowd that was there, everything around the Inchicore, like even when things weren't going great this season, the crowd was there. Like yeah, yeah. not to be fair, the the crowds everywhere in the league have been great, even in the final. So they just massive attention in the league, and that mm. you see, for coming from that, thats um, one that followed us all, all over From judiciary. My numbers, you know, was keep a scramble to get tickets out score. Which when I first came out, was something like that. You get to take my free or something, yeah, and, so it the, fast. it's been great and uh, I think there's a lot of potential there the man of the match uh, Sunday I actually thought at times he was you Jamie Lennon some of the little flicks he was doing in the past like what a season he's had like he's probably got slightly under the radar in some respects he does and I, I said it to him straight after the game I ran straight to him and said you know what you, you'll you get the credit that you finally deserve Like you'll finally get he got the man of the match and I think when he John was saying when he got him on the match you could see him go up a level mm. just to believe because mm. that, Without sounding any way, Jamie doesn't get that credit. So I think he plays that level all the time. He's he's always our best player, I think. I think without him and their team, we struggle. And he'll never get credit. I'll oh, get a credit for doing a, a flick Or an Australian Yeah, like something silly like that. But whereas then he will be at a for ninety. Well Sunday, the team the team that he picked was so attacking, like he'd a massive role. Like what? with all due respect to you and was it uh Levy like yeah. there's some pressure on him. To, to just hold things together He does and he does it so well He's mm. a messing league guy No mm. doubt And he, he never gets credit And I said to him after the game You finally get the credit That you deserve, you deserve. I was actually proper emotional for him Because <laughs> Listen, he's very vulnerable He doesn't really know How to take a compliment like that He'd say ah oh, whatever Well, no he deserved it And he was, I thought he was outstanding If you can briefly go through the young lads that played And they role all Sunday It was just like One after the other What's going on here Yeah um, Which one will we start Let's go ahead basically and then he come on 16 years of age Yeah crazy Very good Strong Powerful Athletic Technically very good um, Yeah Well Sam Mar- Ford, Bertus, Last game Looking up even, even if it is a a way to go he given everything But a club He's made 60 appearances I was 50 16 years of mm-hmm. age. The two XUCD lads you are like Gee. Alex Nolan. Alex Nolan Is like What well, I, I honestly didn't know his leg. Like how messy he was, he, out of it. he deserved it. He deserved that moment as well because he's been—he's been in and out. Like he's had to come off the bench a lot, so you know he's—he's he's kept his head. He looked split. like Lennon Fiberside, that had. He was just like, just like ah, I yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I said it though. I was delighted for him because he's a good—he's a good fella as well. Um, it's Tommy. Tommy's had a good season. You know, Tommy stepped up when Connor was. Wasn't in there as well, so and you know he kept a good head. He, he got a couple of goals so we needed it at the dark game. Then um, to secure the kind of European stage, so um yeah, Tommy's had a good season. The that he scored the goal, young no, Murphy, funny fella. yeah, funny fella, yeah, young no, Murphy. Uh, Adam came on done a very good job. Played with, with like he played there before, like the lean mm-hmm. Vasek. Um, thought he had a, a good game. at will come on. I think
1: that's it. Are we missing any other lads? Probably. I'm yeah. yeah,
2: missing one or two. Um,
1: no, no, no. speaking okay, one last year, young lad, uh you are up for player of the year, Tory Keating and John Afolabi Um what what's next for Chris Forrester? Do you want to kick on? Like you're looking at the second half last last Sunday and you're like, it can't be that far off to next season if these players grow the ones that aren't gone.
0: Yeah, I think a couple of players in. Um and we wouldn't be too far off. We We're terribly far off this year. You know, Rob was are obviously a great team, but you know a the leagues. Um yeah, well I don't think they're too far off. I don't think many teams are, are far off. It's probably one of the two players push some onto the next episode We'll see what happens who comes in the dog Oh, that's another thing actually. Fine okay, final question. What do you say to Jack Moylan? He's going over to England on Sunday. Um I was speaking just there a minute ago, I said I'm a fair play. I was saying it must have been hard because he knew he was going for a long time. But he still kept a good attitude and you know, we got Shell's fourth place probably single handedly. He's been class to be fair, So uh, he helped as well to be fair. Oh? He helped a bit as no, well. No, no, problem. Uh <laughs> but he's been class, so I said I probably felt a bit hard knowing that he was star but he still kept a good eye chilling, you know, he got he got shells to where they need to be.
1: Let me rephrase that. If Chris Foster, the young Chris Forster went over again, what would he say to what would the old Chris Forrester say
0: to him? To Jack? To you to the young Chris. Oh, so he, you know what I mean? Like this is a, a awesome. kid. Yeah. No money to not no, just say enjoy it and you know, obviously just going me up ups and downs and, you know, everything like that but just, there's you something know, suddenly always dreamed up the old So are You had it on metal, I'm back. Oh no, absolutely not. I had yeah. a great, what, I'm back four or five years now. Mm. And it's been great, two trophies, Player year nomination. So, uh, no, it's been good, I, I don't regret it at all. Is that the end of the pints? well It's the end of the celebrations you're done now, are Ah oh, yeah, I'll go home now to get on to the PlayStation, chill out. Might
1: get a lift off All the best. <laughs> That was Chris Forrester, and we're going to have a different mailbag this week. We're going to do it sort of in sections in terms of the interviews are going to intersect it because there's so much going on in terms of the, the three clubs, um, I suppose, relevant to in the interviews. Let's go into the mailbag, and we're going to start with St. Patrick's Lettingham.
4: Hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big bag of electronic letters.
2: I, I will be careful. actually didn't know this way every week i order it this way it's just you've noticed it now so like that's no, but all that's happened nobody
1: not really but it's very it's there's a lot in it this week yeah mm, i mean a couple of mailbags have been done exactly you you the love same. the mailbag um because you you invented it basically like so you know, yeah there we go who would
2: have thought it the concept uh, of listener comments into the show this I, is I, this? I, I mean what was the name what was the name of the guy in arthur arthur murphy, arthur murphy. yeah that was boy, that yeah. was a mailbag
1: thanks to dell for his uh production quality last has week. It
2: all the way to my house from uh from, from Mead you know. I've you had I've way. had a
1: lot of bus journeys today, like sixteen buses across the city for the fourth fourth or fifth time now when I go home. When well, you came over.
2: Day. I was giving you a lift to 10 and then yeah. there was a uh, unexpected. Anyway, first word, first word problem. But uh, um, but then we ended up okay. The mail, like well, there is a past section, but to be honest, there's other stuff to like, okay. I want to get to. But yeah, uh, let's do a past section. Gavin Monahan, if Pat, I love this question. Probably going to win our last voucher. Is it our last voucher? Who knows, uh, of the year. If Pats could swap one of their under twenty four stars from yesterday for an experienced Rovers player to have a better chance of winning the league, what would the swap be? It's obviously all hypothetical. Take contracts out of it. Like Jack Byrne has signed the new deal, etc. But you can still put him into the Pats team if you want. in This debate, I'd be thinking, would it be just no disrespect to Conor Carty He's done well. But if you put Gaffney in instead of Carthy, what would that make to what would that make that Pats team?
1: Also means. Rovers don't have Gaffney. Mm. Um, who do Rovers take?
2: Uh, that's not the question. Mm. The whole question is they've won the league, so you're not about taking something from them. It's about effectively what could Pats add to those Cubs to make them champs.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't have you they, thought about this I don't think they need Gary O'Neill because Jamie Lennon I think is utterly outstanding. This is my point. Um, I think it's
2: you'd have to look everyone is looking for strikers in the league. Like ultimately in the forward areas and Carty has like been a, a sort of a, a revelation this year now he's only on loan as well like Levy has come in like you know you could talk about you know a Graham Burke or a Jack Byrne in those positions but Levy actually his energy is very important I think for them actually with, with Forrester and Lennon
1: it'd be it'd be Pico because Pico and Redmond will be so solid. no but who are you taking out who am I taking out?
2: To, who's Pico replacing? Have you listened to the question? If you, have, you have to take out one of the kids.
1: So this this includes... Um,
2: David Norman is too old to be taken out of the team. So you so can't you, take
1: out the right back. You can't.
2: Who are you putting right back instead of Sam Curtis?
1: Um, oh, that'd be fine. We'd work that.
2: You, you really haven't bought into this concept at all. You're completely and utterly confused. Okay. I, I'm going to go for Gaffney and uh, Conor Gardy And Gav, I have to say, it was a very good question. It was. I understood it. Um... Toasty Rosie, with Pats only winning the Cup, could this be, would this be considered a successful season for them? Johnny, this might be a Rovers fan. Get on to us.
1: It's also small margins, right? Because bows weren't far off finishing third, and they got to a cup final again. They lost a cup final. It's small margins. Great season for Pats. I'm still not wild about the Shamrock Rover season. They won the league. They lost. What's 2 million. happened
2: to your sense of humor, Johnny? Um, you just cannot take any slagging at all here.
1: It's been it's been a great season for Pats, but they disappointed in Europe. And you don't realize this is a joke. You're actually know, answering this seriously. I know. No, I of course it was it was it was a. It was a I, I I I'm entitled to some slagging on the rover thing. I don't. Just think don't take the
2: slagging. I think as you get older, yeah. I think you're finding it harder to take slagging. I think. Yeah. Was, I don't think you like it at all.
1: Jesus, me or you? I, yeah. I
2: don't mind the slagging. I mean, there's there's more of that to come. Anyway, it's yeah. Jack <laughs> Byrne, not that Jack Byrne. <laughs> Appreciate the credit that Doherty and Duff have gotten, but Daly has passed the best side in the league during his tenure, and now is a cup win to go, with. it has to be right up there for manager of the year. Um, yeah, I'm going to deal with a couple here and come back to this. Alan Leahy, who does Johnny think John Daly should be in partnership with for his <laughs> law firm, or has he done enough to be on his own? Uh, honestly, though, what a job he's done! His belief in our youth players deserves mountains of credit. Jeff O'Callag Joffo O'Callag serious step up performances from Nolan Murphy, Amelia et al., with Pat's loss, their senior players. Now, I know you mentioned it with um. Chris Forrester, I mean, Alex Knowles. Nolan was hilarious. He was just freestyling around the place. I thought that was, was brilliant. You like
1: this lad you got on Astro. He's just like, lads, this lad I've never seen him play before. What oh, What was that about?
2: Owen Perno, Owen, Owen likes to send us Instagram uh, videos um, of Pat's fans singing about Stephen O'Donnell on a regular basis and tends to address them in my direction. What section of Bo's end was Dan in? Must be tough watching Pat's win since we're not that good. Now, listen, no one likes to talk about aftertiming but Owen. As the, as the as the final got closer. And then you saw the betting market. Betting's not for everyone. But I was a, I was very much a Pats backer on the day. How Bows ended up odds-on for this final is off the charts. Listen, I know I would have been critical about Pats a while back. I, I'll say it again. That was in the context of them being challengers to win the league. And they did end up not coming close to winning the league, right? But I do think it was a little bit harsh. I think probably what I didn't look at was their age profile, and that age profile sort of at how that explains maybe some of the more, maybe the inconsistencies. I was very disappointed by them in Europe, but I think as well, maybe for some of those young lads, that was a brilliant experience, you know, and I, I was looking at them on Sunday going, yeah, like, okay, they're going, they're likely going to lose Curtis, um, uh, you know, of the other young lads, I'm not so sure who will go. They might lose one or two others. I think Mark Doyle might be going overseas. I haven't written that yet, but think Mark Doyle could be on his way maybe to America but generally they're going to keep the core of that team and uh, yeah I think they, they they deserve a bit more respect as I said I don't think they were playing terrifically well at that time but I think the credit to Daly is that even maybe when they haven't played well I think actually their second half changes in games and how they like how they see out games I think has been very impressive so uh, I think full credit and to be fair they're set pieces Sean O'Connor looking up his set pieces in Korea and Bolivia. I like that What about the delivery Staff. from um, Mulraney, Mulraney, Mulraney as well um, yeah.
1: Joe Redmond's 23 as well Like, So you're thinking uh, They missed him for a fair portion of the season Lioness was a great sign And they had real goalkeeper He's still problems. a Lioness isn't he Yeah he's Lioness <laughs> Let's like. keep thinking of Simba um, <laughs> I Imagine
2: um, Elton John uh, Singing something at the circle of, actually, of I life called, as he comes I to called him.
1: Simba at one point When the hair was a bit out of hand actually <laughs> Not anymore um, Joe is 23 then And I've been slagged by some quarters about Sham- from Shamrock Rovers about, like, you know, um, where are the young players gone? Where are the young players gone? You've no legs in Europe. In fairness, Pats didn't do exceptionally well oh, in Europe. Oh, you're
2: totally you're in, flame in that situation tonight, uh, Johnny.
1: But the, 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 the comments were not going to sign a load of old lads.
2: Well, John, sorry, sorry, John Daly did so, say it, then. We're not going to sign a load of older players. Did you think that was a dig?
1: I, I'm not sure if it were or not, but... What manager would play so many young players? And it's just testament to the fact that Curtis was ex Shamrock Rovers as well. he's ex Shamrock.
2: Well, well Rovers. there's a sorry, there's a sorry yeah. behind that, right? But I, you know I what I mean. I wouldn't, wouldn't labour that point. But but the 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 uh, all I would say is about Daly as well. And I think you're right in putting that trust in them. It's not as if there's a lot of older players in the squad; they're not playing either. Mm. Do you know, like it's not as mm. if there's a lot of veterans. Like gondoyle left, mm. obviously. Like Doyle was playing, and then he obviously had to step away. Um okay, there was, there was Timmermans on the bench. And there was a couple of players earlier in the season that were phased out. And that's the profile of the squad. I know that probably Bradley, Stephen Bradley's defense would be that their squad isn't all their experience. And the league is so young now. Like The league is so young now. Like this is my point about the betting odds on Sunday. I looked at it and I was like, how on earth are Bows 10 to 11? And then I thought, well, the only logic for this would be that people think that this is a young, this is a very young Pat's team. But then you look at the Bowes starting age. It's like, you know, Keen Byrne was playing. You know, he was, he was very sort of inexperienced teenager. Like he worked around the bow, side. okay, Flores. You know, there's a few players. Ah, Flavie's not old. You know, James Clark is is mm. a young player. Of the year. Grovers. Yeah, but like, you know, it's not as if there's like the bows were a team of grizzled veterans either. Um, I think so, the so, so it is very it is, a very, it is, a, it is a very good league generally, right? I will say I'm not taking away from what John Daly or Pat's are doing, but like, like. I think the real smartness of what they've done is how they've recruited Alex levy Alex Nolan people and now they look like they can withstand losing one or two players. Tommy Lonergan gets the goal. Lonergan. Well. But, um, but, but also I guess that you're giving th- these... They haven't dropped a load of veterans. No. Like if they had those older players, maybe if they had... I know he says it now, but I'm sure Pat's last... Like in the last period of time, I've gone in for some of those older players and haven't been able to sign them. But like like
1: Stephen Bradley, for example, if what he did with Gavin Bazzuna substantially increased Bazuna's value substantially at the age of sixteen. Pads by players playing these players in Europe and in the FEI Cup Final not only for their own confidence; these players are, are are full of themselves now. They believe that they can do anything, and they're they've. In- massively enhanced some of their values as well like no, they have and but it's kind
2: of I, I, they haven't won any leagues in that time the rovers will say well we have to win those things now i think as i said i think the rovers criticism is is like they did obviously then bring in the likes of andy lyons and who are quite young and they sold them very quickly they were missing key but, players in europe but, as well but, but what, absolutely but what pats have i think it's just i think how they've freshened up their squad with like reserve like, like as i said nolan lonergan um, Keane Levy coming in albeit I know he's along at Shells but they now ha- have a situation that if they lose one or two they'll still have a good core and they've got sort of great experiences together so I would take that point
1: I had some sympathy for Tim Clancy because like some of the comms afterwards are like you know the difference that you know, John Daly has made Tim Clancy brought a lot of these players in um, and that's the harsh reality of it he brought John Daly in
2: what else, what's the law firm I'm going to be calling now hmm Daily, Daily and Duff, Daily and Duff, Daily and Duff. Daily and Duff. Sounds it? like a
1: kind he, of a podcast or something. No,
2: yeah. Daily and Duff is like they'd come and collect your skip, I'd say. But like you know, there was a thing with with Daily uh, afterwards where of course he had the, the they had a bit of a little bit of a go back at Declan Divine, albeit he was filmed in a nightclub doing it. So obviously is not ideal. Um, but like even the myths but he he was even saying we're celebrating tonight, and even Shelburne are celebrating because they are in Europe. Um, oh, they celebrate, but, right? but there's an unlikely alliance between Pats and Shells. It's like yeah. you know, I'm not sure, John. You need to get with the picture here. Like Shells, you know, Shells celebrating is not good news for Pats. Like oh, I thought before the final, the only disappointment insurance the Pats had if they didn't win was to keep. Shells out of Europe I think Pats would have A much bigger rivalry With Shells than Bows From my perspective Yeah I think there'd be a lot more and, and that goes like, The
1: one thing The one thing about um, Decky Devine and that Like you read Roddy's book And he says like I shouldn't have said that At the time and I regret it I do believe Decky Devine Was one of these Heat of the moment things oh, He I'd said say, I'd say, And I, I, I did feel very sorry From that regard
2: I would Um, I should go back To the manager of the year Debate This is the problem I, I don't know The PFA Ireland Have a manager of the year Award that, I don't know when the shortlist Is going to come out For that one It's not in Ireland. It might be in the next twenty four hours or so. Um, but someone's not going to, like, Kev Doherty, Damien Duff, John Daly, Stephen Bradley, someone's going to miss out on the top three. I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. And there's the other managers who vote as well. Yeah. Um, But, like, Doherty, Duff and Daly have all probably overachieved relative to expectations individually for them. I'm talking about, like, have Pats overachieved, but Daly certainly has relative to, you know, where they were when he took over. Um, and what people thought the rest of the season would represent—it's small bad, margins. It's the league well, manager. It's you one know? game.
1: It's the cup final means so much, and that could be winning or losing. Well, opinions. it's true, but
2: they did qualify for Europe quite comfortably mm. as well. Mm. To be fair, they did finish comfortably in the top three. So, they—I think they won the. I, league I'm not out to get you, O'Pernau. I'm I not out to get you.
1: They might have won the league on points since he took over. Maybe not. If yeah, they, no, they, they did. Asked. I think in, a, in, a, in any events, who who would you go for, Danny? You're going to give your opinion. I think that's a desperately really tough one.
2: Actually, I don't even know who to leave off the short I'd um, be kept keptardy. I know And and I, I, I Don't have an issue with that And, and like he, he could well end up winning it um, I don't know Yeah Like I mean I, There's a valid shout for, for all of them I couldn't see Stephen Bradley Winning it right To be fair But then I'd be very surprised If he wasn't on the shortlist It's a snob to have a league winning manager Not on the shortlist But the, the, the other three Have like very strong to Paraphrase
1: Joaquin, That's your job that's your job, Brad. Well, win the league. Deliver but, letters.
2: Kevin Daugherty, of course, <laughs> aye, delivers letters. Aye. So like, let's move on. We'll never have a... We'll Kevin, that's, t- well, okay, <laughs> that's your job. stop ruining my segue, Johnny. Why are you, you, know? why, why are you <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's like what, it's like someone makes a really good joke, really good joke as they're leaving the bar, and it's like, hey! Then you're like, <laughs> oh, I forgot my jacket, you have to come back in. You you, you never have that entrance. Don't again. We do hard of them?
1: Sorry, Alan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do hard of them? Dude. Now we have
2: Eric. and we have Eric here. Eric and I, I spoke to Eric at our live show, and he said that I always pronounce his surname wrong. And Now I'm having a moment where I can't remember which one is right and which one is wrong. Because I think only I, Eric cares. Er, Eric Donigan. Eric Donigan. I think it's Donegan but there's a Sorry yeah, right. okay move on Dad. Opinions on the FBI taking materials You're telling me to move on You're botch botching my very tidy link there 30 seconds ago This is unbelievable uh, Opinions on the FBI taking materials We off end fans. as we need. We mean to go on uh, Opinions as the FBI taking materials off fans That already been checked on arrival and sat on seats Now yeah this is a big thing Definitely a lot of fans We have multiple comments about this actually That there was a display laid out Both, both sets of While well, the atmosphere was great on Sunday It did actually miss that pre-match exhibition that mm, our clubs mm. do very well it could have been even better now i i, I was asking about this at the time people in the AFL would be adamant that it wasn't like their call that it was the fire warden the fire people on site who said that just the materials been used were deemed as too flammable and that was the case now to me i feel like could this have been addressed well in advance that would be it's very hard to argue with someone in the day saying it's gonna be too flammable like uh, that, that that's their decision like but Clearly, I feel like greater coordination beforehand should avoid that situation. with that picture of a load of stuff being thrown in the bin, like a lot of money, would have been spent. In it. I understand how completely how that antagonizes people. Like I would say about Sunday, like we, the I see the Irish head House was closed. I mean that's one way of having a row outside it. Like we we didn't have anything like that. Mm. Like it was actually a very positive event. Mm. Like you know, like last year the shell stuff and yeah. the year before. Yeah. As you know, there there are there are people out there. You know who resents a little bit of League of Ireland positivity. Who will seize upon that if they if they could? And the, the other the game the other day didn't give anyone that. Yeah, I knew a few flares were thrown. Whatever, maybe they're not ideal. But look, you know I, I I completely understand the the anger of people in that situation. And presumably next year people will be people will be warned. Eric was also asking Pat's push on with the signing of a striker another winger. Uh, who'll replace Curtis? Yeah, I don't know who replace. I mean, Ryan McLaughlin's there. I mean, if Ryan McLaughlin could get a preseason and be fit, he's a very good profile. Um, I'm not sure like, what story would be with him. Striker, definitely they need a striker. Um, another winger. Well, as I said, Mark Doyle could be going. Um, you now Ali Coote, Paulo Harris took the bullet by reporting the, the 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 pre-cup final transfer potentially. Um, we'll see if that happens. But um, yeah, um, we're going to move on to the bow section. But before that, you spoke to Jonathan Afolabi who. Uh, yeah, this is a good chat, actually, but it's fair to say. Uh, this is
1: literally, and I'm, 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 this is literally, I was at a wedding, th- I, I must have gotten six compliments over the last few days, at max, right? But all of them were preceded by actually. This is actually, Johnny was actually, it's like, this is the most qualified compliment, like the element of surprise that I actually did something well. Here is Jonathan Danafalabi, which was actually not a bad chat. Uh, John I spoke to you at the as the cup final um sort of the the launch for the cup final and I, I just get the feeling you're you're somebody who wasn't like you were telling me you don't take losing very well so like this was you're on a bit of a downer i suppose after sunday cuz like you scored but then it just unravelled
4: yeah yeah definitely it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't a performance for most that we we be proud of like letting goals in in, uh, in those moments in games, that's what they were. They were we didn't really get cut open. It was more of our own mistakes. So it was disappointing to go out that way. And uh, yeah, it was it, definitely be a couple of days to, to get over the pad, yeah.
1: You were brought down for the penalty. Any nerves when you stepped up, you sort of you looked very confident.
4: Yeah, no, I, uh, I always back myself with pads because it was so early. I knew either way if it was a goal or not, still 80 minutes to go. That's the way I think of it. So... That ball quick, and I could hear. I, I, I couldn't hear anything, no I couldn't hear the whistles. I couldn't really listening back to it when I watched the game back. I could hear it on the audio, but in that moment, there I was, was just me in the net, I couldn't see anything else. And uh, kind of knew he was uh, gonna try double bluff me if you like. He was pointing at the corner that uh, I don't normally go there. So, what's that like actually? Because like you
1: don't have that long to think about this, like, and there's a lot going on in the background.
4: Yeah, no, I took a few deep breaths and. There was a couple of seconds where I was like they, he's going to try to call my bluff so I'll just stick stick to I'll call his bluff first and see, see if he's going to go where I'm going to put it and uh, kind of close my body last second to try showing one way and then wrap it back the other and yeah, and the rest was the rest was unbelievable fans cheering and it was just unbelievable something you just dream of. What what was your comparable experience to Sunday in your career so far? Like
1: forty three thousand people there, like so much color and everything.
4: Yeah, I'd be up there with the it's probably miles ahead. I can't really. am um, for in terms of uh, people that were actually at the stadium, I'd be up there uh, with Celtic Park. Um, was involved there in a preseason game, so obviously mm. it was right after COVID, so everyone came to that. But seeing it in your own in your own country, um, fans coming out and. The stadium was basically in half of one team supporting uh, each team that was on the pitch. So it's definitely something that you you don't take like lightly. It's it's an unbelievable achievement from everyone in the country to 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 come out on those numbers and the drive to the stadium, the police escort, everything was it, it was so professional that you you almost wish the league would just step up and uh, do their own bit as well to to make all that a part of the game. Year in year, yeah,
1: and it was interesting as well. Like when they spanned the crowd, like there were so many like black Irish at the game, I thought that was really cool. Like that, that when I grew up, that just wasn't a thing. And I, you, you, I guess you are kind of like, um, like that's been, um, something that's really been inspirational these years. I guess you are a, kind of an inspiration to these kids growing up as well. I can, I can basically score goals in Lazar Road, like,
4: yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a dream of mine, obviously before the cup final I would have wanted to do for Ireland but I take it either way mm. um, to do it for your club in, uh, in a final it's it's definitely one of the greatest feelings you'll ever feel in football and um, yeah being a role model And when I go back to talent and stuff when I go see my family um, kids all over the street obviously more close and be Rovers fans but um, growing up they all uh, not for me just to give me grief or whatever but at least I know everyone's involved in the league and there's kids that are looking up to me and I've had to take a few trophies out of the cabinet the last few days and yeah. show kids around the street because they're saying they just want to hold it and see what my achievements have been like. So it's 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 definitely good to, uh, being being a role model. Obviously, they're going to get bigger as the as the years go on because the league's just going to improve. So it, it's definitely a big step forward in Irish football. Twenty goals as well, like and you started slowly. Yeah, I was just saying to my dad the other day. Um, imagine I had done half of what I did in the first half of the season, but we were a new team. Coming I mean, together on the deck, he, he selected players that he knew would uh, play style of football. And then um, it was uh, more or less... as the goal against Rovers kind of kicked you off? The, that, that was the start. Of, instinct, uh, like, yeah. After that, I went on a run nine games, I think, after that. And opened a few records up, Daily Mount. So it was, it was definitely a great run. At the start of the season, we were just getting used to each other. And uh, eventually we did in the second half. So that, that was perfect timing from all of us, yeah.
1: But you're pissed off at the way it ended as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, end of the misery, obviously, but you can't take away from all the hard work we've put in this season to to get where we did in in both league and uh, in the cup. Obviously, in the league, it was started really well, and that dip came for us, which was always going to come. But it was we didn't expect it to be as bad as what it was. Not trying to not not winning games and long periods of uh, of, of playing matches. So yeah, it definitely a us in the end. But as looking back on it, it was a, it was a good season overall. Where are you mentally
1: compared to when you came to Ireland? Like, after the season you've had, it must give you, like, a lot of a lot of self belief, even if I don't know if you needed it or not.
4: Yeah, no, coming back was obviously tough. Um, I could have stayed in, in the UK, or, um, or in my head, I want to play football and have a full season of football on my belt, which I've never really had in my career, so I knew that would benefit me largely. Um, what was your view of the League of Ireland before you came? I always kept tabs on it, I always watched. The previous finals I watched the last year, the year before, because uh, Promise, me and Promise are good friends. So two years ago I watched his final, and last year it was I was coming home anyway, so I just watched that one. And mm. and I, I do take great interest in the league. It's obviously improved a lot. I, I used to support Rovers uh, as a kid; uh, that, they were my League of Ireland mm. team. So seeing seeing how far it's come, like the times I would have watched them, they only really had one stand. Yeah, a little bit of Yeah so it's it's massive. Everything's grown, and nobody just stays in that trajectory.
1: What's the standard like from your perspective? Like you, you're obviously well known for holding up the ball. You
4: come up against physical centre backs. What what have you made of it? Well, I mean, see, because I've scored so many goals. To then say it is probably the hardest league I've played in myself. Like I've played in Scottish Championship, and um, I played against some League One, uh, League Two teams. Sorry, when I was with Southampton, but I was obviously a kid then, so. I would have obviously improved definitely, but I would I would say it's better in the the Scottish Championship when I was there mm-hmm. right? in terms of uh, tempo, speed, physicality. So I didn't have it easy to year with uh, decisions and stuff. It being physical, but it, it was definitely great. You don't have a, a second on the ball really. It's it's quicker than what.
1: You're kind of a bit old school as well, like the way you play. Like you're very strong, hold up the ball, bring people into play, score goals.
4: Yeah, just in. Uh, old school number nine yeah. yeah it's just straightforward just get it into me and I'll just get in the box so I just watch players like the likes of Aaron and and that just don't mess around in the middle of the pitch just get it up there. make sure you hold it and then just get in the box then, so you can get your goals what do you do now for the off season? Yeah, I'm going to have to take over and stay fit obviously um, I'm not the type of player to be if I sit down for too long I'll be too rusty so I'm going to make sure that to get my head around the cup the, the cup misery, uh, misery that we had the other day and uh they I'll have to get back in the gym and just get my legs taken. Nothing too fancy. Just keep taking and stay sharp.
1: Yeah, I, I, I asked you this before the cup final, but like obviously long term, you wanna you wanna reach as high as you can. You you have massive faith in your potential. Want to play for Ireland and so on. You got to call up this year.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want well, I'd want to go as far as I can kind on of football and uh, hopefully hopefully something um, arises from what what has happened this season. But for now, I'm still on a contract. That mm. so. I'm fully concentrated on, on preparing for next season and unless anything changes, but uh, where I'm at now, I'm still going to uh, prepare to come back next season. Stronger.
1: Have you enjoyed the Bozik experience so far?
4: Yes, uh, it's been unbelievable. Like uh, I've been told about it before I came. Um, when I was making the decision to come back, I spoke to Promise, and he let me know how great the club was and how well run it was and um, uh, how you're going to enjoy your football there with the fans and stuff. And like The fans didn't disappoint me one bit, they were everything i expected Um, they were at every game they traveled up and down the country with us in numbers which was surprising to see because some days it was last some raining and, rain and yeah. you think are they gonna come up but they always came whether we were winning or losing so the start of the season helped Um, with the winning run to get the fans all together then and believe into something but then obviously it didn't go the way we wanted in the end but for them to stick with us the whole way through was something that we take great part
1: What's your take on before we finish up? Like we, we we spoke to Jack there. He's gone over. You 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 your mates to promise, so he's he can tell you about like moving on to that ladder. Like, um, how do you think Moylan get on? And like, what's the crossover now going to be between League of Ireland and say League One and that? And the differences because like he's gone into the middle of the season as well.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I would say patience would be a big word I'd use going over there because. There's more at stake over there, of course, with the the way everything's set up over there and uh, more players to be in competition with. And these players would have came down from um, higher levels and ended up in League One, League Two. So he definitely has all the tools and quality for what I've seen to get into uh, Lincoln's team. So I wouldn't put a passing to go in there and hit the ground running with, with his style of play and the way he holds on to the ball, the way he can drive our players. It's... It's something special that you see. You know, not everyone can do what he can do, uh, especially the fact he can do off both feet. Which mm. We've obviously experienced a few times. So, mm. uh, yeah, no, I don't put it past him. He's a top player, and I'm sure... He... Right, we'll wrap
1: up then. So, yeah, we spoke about the team of the... like the quality of the team of the season. You're in there with um, Chris Forrester and Rory Keating for the Men's Player of the Year nomination, and this is going to be interesting.
4: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Three top players... Uh, Obviously, um, Al Forrester has just lifted the cup and he's been pivotal for Pats the whole season, Um, dictated games, he's almost ghosted in around areas and pitches that you can't really touch him mean, mm. in, and uh, yeah, he's a top player, he's been around the league for a while and uh, obviously I have great respect for him, he's, uh, he's a top, top player, yeah. And what would it mean to win us. What would it mean to win us um, To win the cup.
1: To uh, win this. Uh, to win this. Yeah.
4: How's oh, going? On? Um... Hope yeah. he's gone. Hope's
1: yeah. gone, John. Yeah, John's yeah. John, John has stopped celebrating or even he's he's not he's not um he's
4: just getting on with life now. Maybe you could win this. Uh, yeah, it'd mean a lot to me. it mean a lot to me to win that. It's um surrounded by two other great players and uh I know I've had a great season myself goals wise and uh <sighs> obviously with the way I played this season and helping helping the structure of the team and, and uh in going forward and stuff. So and there's been a few important goals in there. So to to lift that would mean a lot. I, it represent more, more the whole boss as a club, yeah. uh, as a team, than just me, me myself. So I'd, I, I'd be grateful to, if I ended up. I, I do like, uh, I do like Afalabi. He's just
1: like he's just. Uh, he he says to me before like I just I fucking hate losing. And like some, mm. some of the lads Are kind of still out I, I was just like I'm done with it now I'm done with it I'm pissed off
2: That we I lost know there was uh, Some Bows fans annoyed That some of the Bows players Went out after the game I feel a little bit Simply <laughs> for the players we've <laughs> The all, season's over We've like. all had a bad day at work Yeah And you, like you want Just because you go out afterwards Doesn't mean that like You hate your employer now, I mean In some <laughs> cases it might But like you know What I would say is though Like let off some steam Maybe don't go to Phibsborough You know Go somewhere else But otherwise like I, think you're into, like, I i wouldn't be take too the hard blue like light that.
1: or something like that just get out get up in the mountains it's a bit like
2: oh uh, yeah you know like if like if i don't know the, the cork city it's like it's, it's the time of the year where everyone like the, the end of the year trips and pictures like would the cork city squad of the an answer? maybe they did i don't know someone was just ah. maybe a couple of them might have gone out what are they
1: supposed to do like go home and like stew with their missus like
2: no they might not be in a relationship johnny most of these people are 18 19 <laughs> like you have to remember so um yeah, like I, I have no criticism on. No, no, no. I, I, I'd be similar. Like it's like you have to remember these clubs will dispense with these players pretty easily too. Um, but he anyway. scored
1: twenty goals. I think both fans would be happy enough with his comment in terms of where yeah. he's at at the moment. Yeah, Let's see what happens.
2: Fifteen in the league. Just one more, Jonathan. Just <laughs> one it more. This, was it a six-way tie in the end? No, it was a two-way draw with him and, and Jack Moylan. Okay. So uh, Wikipedia might be wrong on we'll that. We'll hear from Jack shortly. We yeah. didn't talk to him about that. But uh, Matthew, Shells. in the last... No, well, Sorry, well, let's, yeah. let's maybe yeah. do the bow section ahead. of the mailbag. Show, this is show what, here's what Here's an idea. Let me control the mailbag situation here. You're and, actually uh, good at the mailbag. Yeah, bag, yeah huh?
1: thank you. But th- um, just when you
2: try and get involved with it, it just, get, it just goes a little bit off-piece. There's nothing worse than an, an antagonised
1: Bose uh, set of fans, and there are a lot of them here.
2: Okay, Tom Berg. I'm going to fly through... Uh, a load of these, and then we can talk about it afterwards. Tom Burke only one question for me. Can Divine survive the debacle of the last few weeks? Uh, Graham McQueen had a comment about bad set piece defending Matthew. In the last five seasons, Bowes finished third, 2019, second, 2020, fifth, and cup final lost 21, sixth, 22, sixth, and cup final lost 23. Where or what has gone wrong? Is it to do with players and management or a bigger issue? Paul Dugan, any chance of Fenland sacking Divine and appointing his own man? Uh, Connor Mull, is John O'Sullivan up there for the worst signing of all time? And the other shouts, I would say Bogdan at Sligo this year now would be will be well up there in recent memory. Um that. And, and Zahibo actually. I feel sorry for Zahibo, but I mean mm. the amount of money that like I think how well those are doing off the pitch, maybe as fans brackets into their own, expecting similar results on the field. For what it's worth, I think for the players they have, they're probably exactly where they should be. It's just hard when all your Dublin rivals secured Europe. Um contrast Oliver Brett Bowe's massively underachieved given they're potentially one of the best front fours in the league a strange softness for them in crucial moments put Lennon and Redmond in that team I think they run away with that final Um he also added he was watching the TV Cup final in Australia for a fiver uh, great value in the QPR every QPR game is a tenner 10 starting uh, Matthew McEntee is a positive Bowe's fan weakness at back but I feel like we've played well in lots of Dublin derbies all of divine subs are questionable Keat Long signings am I crazy for wanting to give him another season so there we go. Like, that's a flavor of opinions. Um, uh, like, you know, the reference like like, Pat, well, Pat Fenlon sacked Divine. Well, he doesn't have the authority, I think, to do that, but he obviously has the authority to advise the board on what to do. I'm not sure if the board of Bows are going to go down the road of... I know he's not quite full season only. Um, it's He was there for, you know, sort of a 10 or whatever, 8, eight 10 games in the last season. But I do feel like he's probably going to be in that situation, Divine. Um, presumably he survives this winter. You never know. Um he's going to be one of the ones that like think of the other manager starting next season now i guess stephen o'donnell like hasn't had a great end to the season in dundalk in the eyes of probably the the section of dundalk fans right even though uh, i know got a bit touchy up there locally so i mean if he started next season very badly maybe he could be coming under scrutiny although i'm not so sure the club would, would see it that way but i think divine would be one that they'd be starting next season going they start badly they know they can become vulnerable very quickly and that wouldn't be the case for Daly or for Duff or for Bradley or even for Higgins I don't think whereas I think if Bows started the season poorly I think Devine would be under pressure all Which the record?
1: managers you mentioned there weren't on the podcast and Deky Devine was and it was great to have him on the season he's such a likable guy I was surprised he got the job it went incredibly well seven wins from the first nine Um, I think Bows had a collapse to be honest when Jonathan Aflabi was scoring that amount of goals um, the defeat to Dundalk was really poor and now they were still very close finishing in the top four, even top three. I, I just thought that they, they, they didn't know what they were doing in the second half. Their midfield was basically subservient. The goals down were so bad they gave away. They didn't look like... I mean, they were kind of looking at each other, looking around. They looked a little bit rudderless to me. Um, Flores hits the post. Afolabi missed a chance. But I, I've been very disappointed in Bowe's. I think Decky's under pressure, definitely. And I, I'm not surprised if he's not there at start next season. For all that, if he does start, he's under serious pressure. Well, that's, his history, that's exactly anyway. my point. Yeah,
2: yeah. All of those managers were on the podcast this season. They just didn't come in to see us, but they've yeah. all been on the podcast. They weren't. They, we, they, even had, no, we had Rory Higgins. Like, what are you talking about? Do you remember who was on our show? They didn't come into studio. That's
1: like, my my thing is like, this is where we've, this is where we've disagreements, right? I, I love a studio guest. You're more like, you know, the mailbag. Let's kind of, I'd be more like the conversation of the person coming in the studio, like, Say Owen Doyle or whatever. We're up for a podcast award next week. They're the ones that I remember. That's my kind of feeling. Yeah, so
2: you see, just like, I don't care about the listeners. Just get me get me face to face. Get listeners, some Get me face to face with some managers that I can fawn over. Like, you've actually fawn had. Fawn over. You can, you can they're fawn all, over. They're them. all, they're all like sacked you're, pretty you're, much. You're basically like, yeah, you know, uh, he's on a podcast. So, like, that. that's the answer. Like, Higgins, Daldaunt was in Zoom, like, from was it Kazakhstan or somewhere or whatever. Like, oh, sorry, they wanted to come down personally and just, like, pay you to. Just, like, say, oh, hiya, Johnny. Going just to meet keep, him at the Patrick a, Hoban... Just tickle your tummy a little bit. You, to, see, you just want to be tickled. Just going to be tickled by managers. That's all you want. Sure, a little uh, bit of stardust. This dust.
1: could be our last ever show, like, genuinely. we i have
2: threatened that several times as well. Yeah, no, no. Like, like, no, no. Um, <laughs>
1: well, actually, going to meet... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give a little uh, plug to the Patrick Hoban fundraiser Friday night. The aforementioned Higgins will be there. Stephen Bradley's going to be there. So, going to be a lot of chats, like, with uh, the managers. And I might ask them to tickle my... Tommy, <laughs> I thought you
2: were going to say <laughs> the way you I said Don't, that don't, don't finish. Don't thing. finish that. <laughs> um, my point is, I thought you might be asking if we're going to sign Patrick Hooven. Are you going to? Is that the elephant in the room you're able to address? Um, that's a big hosting gig actually because you have to do a fine balance between. It's you grand. Know, Chris Panther Shields and, is Chris Shields is in the Chris audience. With the leave Mike. just leave it to him. <laughs> He'll throw in the grenades. You'll be grand. Um, um, Okay. I hope
1: I hope you uh, yeah I hope you enjoyed the game with the Linfield lads on Sunday. This really, is a that was his fan
2: prolonged mail back here. All right, we're moving on to the Shelburne section, but before that, you did chat to, I mean, he is Shelburne at the Goes moment. to Jack Moylan, but he's off to Lincoln on Sunday, and he's he's a Lincoln player officially from the first of January. But as we said, shells are now in Europe. Um, in 2023, they're not in Turkey, but they're in they're in Europe. Um, and you spoke to Jack Moylan. About I guess what his nomination for the award, but yeah, saying goodbye and shells memories.
1: Yeah, joined by Jack Moylan straight away. Can I talk about my team of the season? So you have, um, as Stephen was saying, seven seven teams represented is mad, Jack. But um, who would you who would you have in it actually? That that isn't.
5: I'm just trying to think back. Yeah, obviously I couldn't vote for any Shelburne lads. I had Lee Grayson said the half, ahead of Fergie Davis. And then I had Dale Rooney and James McManus actually. Then everyone else, I think, it was the same.
1: Dale Rooney, um, I suppose it's almost harsh and raw that, that they didn't have somebody. He was outstanding. This season.
5: Yeah, I thought Dale was fantastic. I think the numbers he put up as well for the obviously not a fantastic draw to the him, but he done really well. And I, fair play. I, don't. I, I had him in my team I thought he would have been in it. But hopefully he kicks on again next year.
1: You couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I suppose you couldn't celebrate too much the fact the Shell's got into Europe, A, and because obviously you're moving on, but B, you are moving on and you've also, you've gotten the, the fact that you're basically going on Sunday, is it?
5: Yeah, this Sunday, so, ah, look, I still celebrated, like every day be there next year, it was important, it was, the main thing was getting the club back, obviously when we beat Rada we didn't know, we had to wait for the cup final, but, yeah, the am delighted, it's obviously going to be sad watching it in York next year, but, obviously I can't wish the lads more look, so.
1: How exciting is this going over to Lincoln um, teaming up with Danny Mandroyu obviously in that sort of attacking unit and seeing where you can go on the English ladder
5: Yeah I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it it's, to what I've always wanted to do obviously there's a lot of lads have come back a lot of lads have gone in the last two years I've been waiting for my chance and yeah look I'm, I'm there now and I can't wait to get going and hopefully kick on again and kick on from where I started here
0: You were
1: Bose Wexford sort of um, and then it all sort of uh, kicked on at Shells but talk us through your career now so far
5: Yeah so it was with Bo's for I think it was five years and then went on that six month loan with Wexford that was brilliant that was kind of that transition phase for me from playing nine days football and kids football to getting into men's and playing against men every week and toughing me up and then obviously Damien rang one day and haven't looked back since and yeah, the last two years of Shell's have been unbelievable and again, I can't thank them enough. What has he done for you as a player? Ah oh, look he's done everything it's, he's, he's helped me out so much I think it's easier to listen to him because he's as I said he's walked the walk he's done it himself he's not a He's not a spill for. He knows what he's doing. He's he trusts in it, and he's obviously given me a huge chance as well. He's he's allowed me to ve- develop physically and mentally as well. Like he's he puts a lot of strain in you, but you just know he wants the best for you. And again, he's been fantastic, and I'm delighted to see you staying on. Did you need did you need to develop mentally? Yeah, like football's a tough game. Like if, if I would have been probably well not mentally that strong. I would have beat myself up a lot if things weren't going well the first few minutes of games, but. I think he's going to help me get used to that the, as a striker, as an attacker, that you need to be in games and you might get one chance right at the end that it might fall to you, that you need to be switched on. You can't be thinking about stuff that's happened all game and you need to just brush it off.
1: What was your favourite um, Jack Moylan um, X-rated moment of the season? Um, was it some sort of a flick, some
5: sort of a goal? I'd say the UCD goal in the, the last minute. I think that was the real moment that we knew, obviously Bowles had lost in Dundalk and we knew that if we won, it was in our hands to finish fourth then. Yeah, I think that moment, my last game with and my last touch that a Hadrick was just yeah, it was special it?
1: Just going back to last season, the start of the season uh, against um against Pat's and even your your kind of skill for the goal in Tal at that time in the in the three two, um where have you learned these kind of skills? I guess you you don't see like when you've defenders tight that you have that little bit of X something different to kind of maybe um pull something out of the fire. How have you developed your game that regards skills wise?
5: Oh, look, I think it comes from when you're a kid and you're, you're playing on the corner, which I made. To, Street football. Yeah, it was never nice, fancy pitches or anything like that. It was on the road or at the back of the school or sneaking into the nice pitches and jumping over gates. That's what it's about. That was playing football and playing with all the older lads that were, they were toughening you up. That you were never going to get away with just sauntering around. And yeah, obviously I've improved my skills over the year, but I think it all comes from that when you're a kid. Like, What is your position? Nobody knows anymore. Ah, oh, well, yeah, it's probably a good and a bad thing that I don't have one nailed down, but I'm glad I can play a few. It's versatile, but anywhere along that kind of front street, I think I'd be all right, so, yeah.
1: The whole Duff thing was a bit mad the last few days. You can kind of talk about it about now maybe, but what was it like from a player's perspective?
5: Yeah, obviously, I wasn't as worried, probably because I knew I'd be gone, but, yeah, it was mad. I think, obviously, he's there now, and I think it's a million percent the right decision to keep, him. He's he's the best manager in the country, so, yeah, I think it's positive for the club anyway, and... The lads are all the light anyway. I know that. So look, he's going to kick on. The lads are going to do well again next year, and hopefully again they can get into Europe and, and push for a league now. Him and Joey O'Brien seems to just work. Yeah, look, they're fantastic. I think that it's really good that one's obviously a fantastic defender, one's a fantastic attacker. They have every Tuesday we'd kind of work in different groups. That we'd split half and half. The defenders would go with Joey, and he's he's down there probably nailing them for forty five minutes, and the gaffer's a bit softer on us. But
1: good cut back up. <laughs>
5: Yeah, good cop, good cop most of the time but yeah, no they're, they're both fantastic and it's everyone else in the background staff as well everyone does their bit so. I, I was getting slagged saying like to do well in Europe under Damien Duffin, you weren't doing that well in the league but I, I
1: imagine at the very least you'd be well put together
5: Yeah, look it's uh, where I think everyone watches I think people give out about us sometimes that we're, we're too well organised or we're too hard to play against but don't really believe in that and I think especially if you go to a game away in the middle of Kazakhstan it's going to stand to us that we're going to be hard to beat and yeah, look they'll be they'll do well and there's obviously the lads are going to come back fit Boydie and Matty probably haven't played really a lot this season and they'd be like having sign signings as attackers there I know Stephen was talking about replacing me but them two boys coming back they'll, they'll be fantastic as well
1: You'll be like St Lincoln lads any chance can I just get off to Kazakhstan for a of days?
5: <laughs> really, yeah hopefully I'll. I'll be in the back air so no, however <laughs> I look forward to it Yeah.
1: What's your own ambition now?
5: Yeah look to, to get into the get into the Lincoln team I suppose I obviously can't play until January with the with the way the transfer window opens and stuff But yeah I can't wait to hit the ground running And obviously get in the team play every week And just get enjoying my football And do what I was doing here Making eye for myself over there And then see what happens over the next couple of years I have to say Dan I am
1: excited by the prospect Of turning on the Lincoln game someday And it's Moylan and Mandroyu both in the hole I'm like Jesus these are
2: I imagine they, won't be, unique, in, they won't be in that same hole
1: well they're both in A-hole Mark
2: Kennedy was uh, they're, both, they're both in A-hole They're both that's been, that's been so he, He's <laughs> hoping
1: that they'll have Two sort of tens Like and he's, he's fighting For his place with Mandroy So
2: so Mark Kennedy Like lost. Moylan's
1: the most exciting player For me to come out of the league Jesus in And in, he's different He's since, just different Since when Go on And I I've never seen a player like him Actually in the League of Ireland With that I love the way I didn't know much about Paddy him Paddy McCourt Joey nah, Joey Paddy, and Joe No Yeah but they're Paddy McCourt Tony Sheridan. Nah, nah. Moylan's more. Nah, he's he's different. Paddy McCord was all that kind of languid, like Chris Waddle type run. Tony Sheridan barely moved. Like Forrester was... was
2: incredibly exciting before he went the first time as well. But no, None of them was I like. I think you're uh, suffering uh, from. I'm a massive Moylan fan, but uh, you're suffering uh, uh, from massive. No,
1: no. Bias. I don't. I don't think they're like him. I genuinely. Jack I think Byrne exciting. Different player though. He's like a. He's a, probably a six. Moylan doesn't really know what his position is. Jack is not a six. Is. He's a, Whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's not a six. I don't know. He's
1: not a six. 8 or a 10, whatever he is he's, he's a center in the field. Moylan's not that position I'm not sure if Moylan I'm not sure what Moylan's going to be in terms of his best position because he, he was thrown up front and he did start to score goals this season um, Anyway, I, I, wish him the I was going to make my point that new Mark, manager Mark well.
2: Kennedy uh, but Mark Kennedy like lost his job as Lincoln manager and one of the reasons uh, that he did lose his job would have been the fact that he was publicly critical of Danny Mandrew um, which would suggest to me that Danny Mandrew might be fattening that calf to sell at some stage, I would think. So uh, I wouldn't be so sure would Mylon and Mandrew spend a whole amount of time together at Lincoln. We'll see. That might not be the case, but I, that, 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 that was the only point I was going to make about that. And anyway, the Shells mailbag questions. In terms of Alan Craner, in terms of League of Ireland European media profile, surely it's better that Damien Duff Shells qualify for Europe rather than Bose. That's a, bit, that's a little bit harsh. Like Bose would have got a lot of publicity in other ways from being in Europe. They had the games in the Aviva the last time. But Daly have even got the license for the first... I'm not even sure. Um, Might have got the license for the first round games. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's all hypothetical for them. But Bows do bring a bit of publicity and coverage where they go. But I must admit, Damien Duff, Shelburne in Europe will be a pretty good story. I think
1: they're going to do well. I think they're going to be very well organized.
2: Yeah, but they could do well, but the draw could absolutely yeah. screw them because they haven't been in Europe in what, 17 it's not It's not even that. Just 17 17 well,
1: perform well and quit yourself as well as you can get a result well and good well we have a good question when it comes to they the they second
2: well. i'll tie, happy with the cup result as it put shells in europe also delight with the attendance it has opened the eyes of a lot of bar stillers, i know do you think more clubs will start looking inside the league for recruitment what are scouting networks like for league of iron clubs well look there's a lot of scouting networks for league of Ireland clubs like they are doing that already al they've had mixed success with it sean foley i'd be interested know how much of the three million shells actually received from uh, acm sports and also if the remaining shareholders are continuing to look for outside investment shell squad was ten for periods well Acon and Co They'd put in A seven figure amount I'm not sure how much It is exactly But it wasn't more Than a million quid That they've put in And they've uh. And they've left in And I think it would have been used To maybe clear some issues That were there But no it was a good deal For Shells Jerry Tunders What is Shell's financial position After the whole withdrawal? I've sort of answered that Would have been an increase in budget I mean Mickey Rourke Has taken it over I don't know what's going to happen Old there. boss of mine pretty much Yeah well there you go don't worry uh, about. Also what is the length Of contracts Duff and the staff So this hasn't been reported I understand Duff's contract Is one year rolling Which is a very similar deal to what Lee Carsley has. So it means that at the end of every year, if something comes up, you got a chance. So um, that could be relevant or not. Um, and Oriel Express and others, chelsea seem to have come at the ordeal relatively unscathed. Where will they sit in terms of financial power next season? All is quiet in the dock on the Insider Info. I fear the very worst popping for the best. Now the dock's been quiet, but probably filled the dodge, dodge the bullet with Hull. And it looked like at one point Mm. they should have taken that. Um, Shells, would they look for more investment? I'd imagine they would be open to
1: it, yeah. Where is Duff on the Ireland job, do you think?
2: Not this time. Yeah. Not this time. But I mean, they have to appoint someone. So if other people turn it down, then maybe. Um, We had a good comment, actually. Jessica Fletcher, Fan Account. Always like like to hear from Jessica Fletcher, Fan Account. From the Fan Account family. Uh, Early predictions. How many two-legged Euro ties do League of Ireland clubs win next year over under 2.5? Good question This year I was thinking It would have been Derry won two Robert Zimunani And dog won one So we We did just got We got to the over 2.5 You'd have to two-bob teams as well like. You'd have to think it'd be over like Rovers surely can't have another year If they don't win a tie in Europe It looks like they're going to be seeded In the first round mm. And like generally Even if they lose that one You should go in I mean they were a little bit Unlucky to get French Varos You know and that So Imagine they'd win one. Pats, the only thing is they're going to get a buy into the round, second round. They have it's a load of money. Around. they got extra money, but they're going to have, mm. like they don't maybe get that easier first round. Derry will probably be seated in the first round. I think we'll be over 2.5, I would say about that. A lot of comments will say about the Wexford news, which is very interesting. Can't really say much about it other than, the, um, someone pointed out, like, you know, Brexit and the MLM, M11 bypass, all these unexpected uh, positive developments um, that effectively Ferry Carrick Park is on the route. So it's going to be they need Ferry Carrick-Bark, so it allows them to get some money to build a stadium in Wexford Town. Now, of mm. course, you believe it when you see it, mm. all these things. But, um, yeah, Alan Burns had a question about the FAI strategy plan. I, I'll just come back to that one, Alan, but it's a valid point. He was asking you to go through the FAI strategy and what they've delivered and what they haven't. I think it's probably the type of thing, more of a newsprint thing than a podcast discussion because we're we'll be running through everything in the strategic plan, but it's a fair point. Um, Rovers, to comments. Rovers goalkeeping situation baffles me, says Barrier. Can't understand the gamble. That's Leon Poles.
1: I, I'm, with, I'm with Leon Poles.
2: And Lee Stacey, as I, I reported, yeah. is signing, uh, my understanding, as the backup. I don't think that's been announced yet, but um, that is happening. Um, Kev Hoop. Oh, a message from Kev at the weekend. With the reported turmoil and turbulence at Rovers ongoing, this is a reference to the piece I wrote by Shamrock Rovers recently. Who will win the league next year? Or maybe after the re-signing of both Jack Byrne and Rory Gaffney, is it a bit more Mark (laughs) Twain-esque? Now, Kev, right? Like, the whole point about that piece, which was 3,000 words long, is that it did actually reference that Rovers, that Stephen Bradley was pretty much getting his budget for 2024. So it's not news to anyone. Like, like, you're actually, the piece wasn't suggesting that Rovers are completely screwed, it's game over, they're not going to win the league next year. What it clearly stated in that piece was, that there's ownership, there's there's differences between the ownership behind the scenes. That's true. It's 100% true. Did it say that it couldn't be fixed? No. I think they've had positive discussions in recent weeks. But what is clear is that in 2024, Rovers need to do better than they did this year because the budget for 2024, you know, they've got a reasonable budget. They've been able to retain Jack Byrne and Rory Gaffney who were always going to stay if Stephen Bradley
1: stayed. So if they need to do better next year, was 2023 a successful year?
2: Well, uh, look...
1: They lost two million.
2: Yeah, they lost two million quid. I think to be fair, they were they 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 made a significant amount in 2022. So that's they're important. Enti- they're entitled to be like I think Stephen Bradley's point would be, well, you have to like you can't sort of lay it on him for losing money this year. One hundred percent made the club a load of money. percent. Like, for people who haven't read the piece, the issue is because they were doing quite well in recent years, they didn't need to tap into the membership funds. They didn't need to tap into the members' money. But now because of the situation, uh, that, that it happened this year and the money that was lost and it wasn't just because of the first team results to be argument in other decisions other things other things that happened the fact is they've lost that amount of money I think the, I think the budgets are being trimmed in various places now Um, but they have to use the members resources the members funds if with the similar budget next year first team wise they do similarly in Europe it's going to create a shortfall that means that in 2025 there is going to have to be well, potential cutbacks because the members may struggle to, to come up with the same amount of money again. People in the membership side fear that will leave them vulnerable to a takeover, which the other owners say that they're not interested in doing. That's the tension. But like, Kev, like Jack Byrne and Rory Gaffney signing doesn't prove anything. It does. This was happening already and established anyway. So it's completely sort of false equivalence. So um
1: very briefly, what was the reaction to your piece?
2: Well, like it was actually, to be honest, overwhelmingly pretty fair enough. Like, like overwhelmingly
1: pretty fair enough. Yeah, I, I actually what was gonna that? say I was gonna say overwhelmingly <laughs> positive, but what's not
2: positive? Like no, people don't want like, but what do people want? Like like people want um yeah,
1: almost people, with a piece like this, you don't want to be safe. People, people, people
2: want League of Ireland football to be um, to be treated like a serious you know part of the sporting discussion but there's sometimes a bit of a tone sometimes that when you actually try and do it and dig into a story that's been going on oh why are you doing this now oh jesus that's the morning after the trophy lift so you know just give us a give us a bit like give us a bit of time like, like over the last couple of months like the manager of the club had been sp- the biggest club in the country as they will tell you has been speaking very openly about issues behind the scenes and it had been hinted at in various places there was the Ray Wilson letter there was people singing about Ray Wilson at the game and no one had ever really gone in to dig into this story like people had alluded to it but there was clearly a backstory there that needed to be told and needed to be teased out and then people deal it as like an attack on the club oh it's an attack on Roberts oh gee you, you know out to get us like no it's not that like you'll do it about like you did about Dundalk and Peak six years and you do it about Cork City in recent memories. Like if there's a story around your club, it should be like researched and told. But there's all this partisan, That's ah, just someone's out to get us here, you know? And look at look at it now. Like I saw there was someone putting out hashtag club is on fire after um after they signed um Jack Byrne back, as though like Jack Byrne signing disproves this. I think that person might work in communications for RTE just sort of funny really i mean that's a fire you know so like i i think people sometimes are way too sensitive and precious in the league and and, like they want it to be taken seriously but then if it's a little bit uncomfortable you know actually why would you do that you know why would you do that i I just don't i don't buy that at all Um, but look at they've they i mean the point piece also makes clear as well that if rovers do better in europe next year and they get more income from that then then there's a chance that this goes away. And the conclusion of the piece was they might have dodged a bullet in 2023. And as Stephen Bradley said, the teams who missed the chance to take the league off over this year could really regret it. This could have been a point in the road that they moved yeah. away from. Anyway, League of Ireland's game, will Waterford be financially backed coming into the Premier? Or what's the situation uh, with the owner? So, Andy Pilley, now my understanding is that the Stone is going to take over the. Um, I think it's been alluded to anyway, like, you know, the situation. Andy, I think the FBI are introducing. Um, new sort of they're, they're, like, as it stands like with andy pillie's name on the licensing papers for 2024 i don't think that would work but i think they're going to in the process of transferring that over to the family and the son keith long said it afterward the son has been prominently involved the fleetwood ceo executive director has been prominently involved so it seems to be business as usual um at fleetwood and waterford so there we go adam lee the playoff was a great spectacle uh, i think tala should be designated playoff final um, but next time have a laid out with both sets of supporters in the main stand. Um I I don't know, Adam, I think it worked fine as it was, to be honest. But like it's, it's optics, it, yeah. Slightly unusual is. like Cork and Waterford. Like you'd yeah. imagine, yeah, in future efforts will we have two monster teams and well, I maybe mean, maybe we might actually. Um In Wexford. PJ a season the league, a good news story has ended in desperate disappointment for Cork. The new ownership losing Colin Healy and never replacing him. Per performances all season. No club is too big to go down, but this should never have been allowed to happen.
1: You'd also a piece on um, the Cork uh, owner as well, which it's almost like a, I feel a little bit sorry for him. To be Dermot honest. Usher, yeah. I'm not sure because I know Dermot Usher was quite vocal on social media. He rubbed people up a little bit the wrong way, but um, I, this was, again, like a, a kind of a team in, in Roddy's book. It's like these people who get involved in League of Ireland clubs, so much fucking hardship, Dan, like hardship, as well as just probably losing a lot of money. A lot of like precious people, a lot of kind of, difficult people to deal with. And then you get relegated with Cork City when, to be honest, like their squad wasn't that great. Like, well, the
2: wasn't only, that... Yeah, it's a into the piece. Like, there, there, there is people there who believe their budget would have been a top-half budget. So that's obviously okay. an under- underperformance. Darren Rush definitely made mistakes. Um mm. I do feel there's a tone in some of the stuff that he's the scapegoat for everything that goes mm. wrong. And like, if he was a, a local, would it be different? Uh, maybe it might. Um, but in saying that, like you know, if you put yourself out there, then unfortunately you leave yourself vulnerable. Your hand gets slapped. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's a slight issue with that. But, um, like what, where I feel a little bit sympathy for him is that he's not an absentee owner. Like, like the owners that would annoy people in the league often would be the people who are, you know, aloof and not there and sort of phoning it in, you know, or like they leave someone on the ground to do it. It almost seems like Dermot Mardusher thing is almost, he's almost too hands on. Mm. He's almost too involved in everything you know, to the point where, you know, could delegation be a criticism? Like, but as a result, like, I don't know, am I putting him in the sort of the same, in the same sort of bracket as... Um, Delboy, if you
1: can hear in the background, he's just kind of rustling low parts, which is kind of appropriate given how well we there, get on. There but appears um, to be
2: some rustling in the background. <laughs> true, we don't have mice in our house. If anyone's <laughs> listening, it's just Del. Is very, 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 very loud. We do have to. Ra-
1: we do have to wrap up our final show of this part of the season. Anyway, who knows what happened we might have another one. We might have another show,
2: up. but we have we have we have so many comments. Like, we can't ignore. Like, I know you. Like, basically the, the big takeaway from today's show means you don't really want to hear from our listeners
1: i know it's it's but it's, said it's that. It, no no absolutely i heard from a lot of them at the live show let's, let's keep
2: going <laughs> ty corkman <laughs> um I mean, we haven't really like the cork one though cork study like they will still be the favorites to come back up next year like chances are to get their appointments right um there's a patty McLaughlin one doing the rounds which you understand is not not true okay um but if they get their appointment right like they are i can't see i know treaty of new ownership and and Cove were good this year and there's talk of investment there And various, but I still think Cork City the Dan the
1: playoff teams were basically like Cove um, Athlone uh, Waterford and who was the other um, and then you've UCD UCD coming, coming down. down like se- seriously Cork are massive favourites they should be
2: yeah they should be Ty Corcoran what is each team's alleged financial position strength heading into next season that's a big question Ty like I think there's still question marks as we speak now about like what the budget will be at some dock last week Shells couldn't offer contracts this week they can we're still unclear how much money Shells have. Bows, this is, I don't mean, yeah, the thing about Bows and what they're getting grief for underperforming is that they have spent a lot of money mm. on their squad. It's a double club as well. They've spent a lot of money on their double, squad. Bows is a lot more attractive than Dundalk. That, that's the issue for Divine. I think, is, is mm. it's that end of it. I don't think it's a cheaply assembled squad. So, um, you know, and, and like Fenland and people there, like, they'll be involved in recruitment too. It can't, Bows will, like, have to get away from the situation where, like, the, you know, that it's, you know it's, it's a, the manager does all the signings i don't think that's the case now anyway but that's the thing like if they're not sure about the manager going into the next season then you want to be sure that that the players you're signing aren't very specific to that manager uh, if you know what i'm saying yeah uh, paul dev uh, david hurley or chris forrester to score more next year
1: big step up for david hurley um so is that a penalty reference as yeah well? yeah pieces? yeah i, I think we we'll uh, got as many
2: penalties and, and, and i Malloy this year's live show is a bit chaotic um, well, we did have we Roddy on to
1: be Roddy on to be. It was fired. a little bit chaotic. We yeah. might even
2: have some more Roddy to put out at some stage. In our we might have a Christmas special. We have some extra Roddy. Uh, we just have to After go through the watershed. We have to go through uh, the, when, it, when it goes through six weeks of legals. You know, it's <laughs> going to be good. Um, Mark Feeney can the league board not highlight the fact that it punches way above its financial weight when standards have been unfairly compared to the league next door? I'd actually least, agree with At least this. point out the value for money of a trip to a live game. Where our news talk last seemed dismissed so I don't know what that's a reference to. I, I Maybe a reference to people thinking the game on Sunday wasn't a classic, but I even mean, you can't compare it to Chelsea and Man City. Like you have to, you have to look at it through the eyes of what you're seeing.
1: That's our, you know? our, our the wages in this country are still really small. We've no TV money, no prize money, like no government money, basically. Like so, it's trying to exist, um, essentially on bows, like merchandise. What Daniel Lambert would say up fifteen thousand percent. I'd actually believe that. Selling the odd player, getting to Europe—it's not a league that's financially viable. When you you've no prize money and it's had a terrible record. I and I, like I saw some of the tweets today comparing the crowds to England, completely relevant. England, I know that was Thomas England's an outlier. Me, yeah. yeah, but yeah. like our crowds aren't bad, and we were what the ninth biggest in Europe in terms of a cup final this year. Um, and and again, we don't have a financial structure. We don't have a financial. structure. Well, I will
2: say about that though, and I I like I like that comparison. You know, it's the ninth biggest cup final, but I would look at that though as well and think, God, you know. Our our, our teams underperformed in Europe this year. Oh, totally. Like, like, like like, you know, in the sense that we still pay reasonably good wages here. Mm. You know, relative to other parts of Europe, definitely. Like, you would say that this year hasn't been a vintage year on the pitch standard. No, I'd agree. But a lot of the other things have been very good, and Mm. that would hopefully lead to a situation where we need more income coming in to improve our facilities. But I think clubs probably could spend a little bit better too. And like, there's, like what you have to be careful at the winter market now is that what you have a situation is that you've four clubs in dublin you know you know fortune draw to have a bit of investment still gonna be hard for them to compete you know and dairy and have obviously come in as big players you have to be careful that wages aren't driven up by competition but you're not actually getting better value for money mm. you know like like our wage bill is going up and we're going to have a squad that's 20 percent better in reality what you have is a bit of wage inflation Created by competition And like that Would be the slight fear That yeah Like that's great They that were the ninth Ninth highest in Europe But like We're still ranked Whatever like 40th in the coefficient Or maybe like Well actually sorry you know, We've dropped to maybe 34th, 35th I now. really
1: liked uh, In like, um Point was like Bows are playing Paths for example First game next season 90% of the fans Sunday so just can't get in No no And that is and thing, that is mad You have like, to you know, turn about, So many people away And, um, and
2: that's the, But I think I think definitely You know We're in a good place At the moment Um And I hope that maybe this base of young players we have that you can Yes the better ones will go But we can keep them I think some of our teams Just need to improve You know like European wise We definitely should be doing Slightly better With what we spend In our squads Very very you know?
1: briefly A lot of clubs have No assets whatsoever We've had no underage We've had a government That hasn't given a shit For years and oh, yeah, years and years. We've had all We've had so many problems I think in a general sense The league is doing Very very well For where we've been at. In Savile
2: references To the FAI seemingly be in trouble Over things they weren't Supposed to do What does it mean For the funding They push for a strategic plan Is Jonathan Hill's position On the tra- I mean I I wouldn't want to speculate on that, but certainly like, the absolute disaster that an FAI Cup week... Would you add him like, like? Like, I mean, it's just extraordinary. And like, it, did, it was in the Oireachtas today. Like, they were due in to talk about a strategic plan um, next Wednesday. They're not visiting. Shane Castle's had his theory about that. The FAI might say, well, it's, it's maybe bad timing off the back for the international break. The fact is, the most important thing at the moment in Irish football are these investment plans that we need to get past government. You know, need to get them to come with us on it. Us, How could the international us. break? But like, then, hate those language. Honestly, I, I don't buy no, that No, but okay. my point, is, um, the optics but, are terrible. The the whole, the overall optics are appalling because you just know that a lot of people last week just saw the story, and I even saw people. You're in, closing your eyes pe- at the moment pe- pe- as you speak, right? in, but
1: others just roll them up. People in, the like, exist, well, the people in the racing yes. world, like, there we go. People in the racing world, like,
2: well, there you go. And it's like in racing, the actions of a few never harm the many. But in football, the actions of a few seem to be justification for punishing the money. And like that's a that's like a massive problem that we have to deal with here. And post-Delaney era, the FBI needs to be perfect in what it does. Now, like last Thursday, that EGM vote, like I have complete sympathy for the League of Ireland clubs in that because they don't always cover themselves in glory governance-wise, but I think they all went in behind the FEI board proposal because they recognise we just need to do what we're told now uh, to a point to to make sure that the tap is is turned on. And you have the sort of the amateur football fringe who on about taking football back. Take Where are you going to take it back? The last time football was taken back is when they were all in charge of it. And we know what happened. And some of the people that are like signing these letters, they were involved. Like they were there. And like Thomas Byrne, in fairness to him, like pointed out today that going forward, the FBI board needs to be 50-50 split between independent directors yeah, and, and, and football. That's non, people, that yeah. seems to be non-negotiable. But mm. the, these people are willing to jeopardise funding because they want to push that out on the basis of some notional thing of taking back control. Like, I, like, I mean, you should see who some of these people are. It's where like, you're taking back control to some of the, like, you know, the, sort of the the Greek gods of democracy here. We're going to get some of our greatest minds back into the corridors of power in and knock heads. like, these like people, a MAGA fan. Like, I wouldn't trust them to, to put the kettle on, mm. you know? The kettle's over there, actually. You should probably put it on in a few minutes. Yeah, I need um, to go. I need to, you need go, to right go. across the city. Richie here. Cab is a reference to sandwich maker Toasty. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. There's some <laughs> There's some Instagram... I, I'm now sending, like, my dad talking about Facebook 15 years ago. There's some <laughs> Instagram TikTok dude, all the Bose fans. Something I call Nasty. I don't know what... Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're talking yeah. about. But we had a couple of references in the mailbag about it. I mean, I don't even know what it means. But, um... Is you it, know
1: it, Have we have we more
2: Yes oh, Loads yes. <laughs> <laughs> Loads I mean own own reference To set pieces All oh, three or four set pieces In the final We don't do futsal In this country End of Malloy. Could John Russell Release and David Cawley Quickly become a face of Cutting off your nose To spite your face uh, Doesn't he For legs midfield in midfield Now Trump experience And uh used to the alumni is the performances of Dublin clubs four and top six and attendance top four excluding Cork won't be there next year showing a level of sustainability that other clubs don't have the point is as Johnny alluded to there if they had bigger stadiums they could fill them and they probably could all you know like Rovers next year will, I will say they'll have additional income from the fourth stand next year if Bows and Pats in particular Shells aren't quite there yet in terms of crowds they're getting there but like Bows and Pats could sell more tickets on a regular basis and definitely they would be more sustainable within you know, with with the capacity to develop their attendances, so yeah, it is a possibility in the next ten, fifteen years if those clubs get their ground sorted that the Dublin clubs will be hard to depend back. Although Jerry will have Philip O'Doherty's money, and that's not that's not going away. Last question, last mailbag comment, David Nagle. What's yours and Johnny's favorite moment of the podcast this season, whether whether it got aired or not? Now we will have we're going to have we're going to have some, some of that in a while. Anything off the top of your head, no. Johnny? No. I like you talking about Lobster and I like you walking off the set in the show that we never really told people what happened.
1: I think a lot of people listening will get it. <laughs> um, seven seasons,
2: Johnny. Seven yeah. seasons. Have I, we survived the seven I, year itch? I have to say... Um, have we survived the seven year itch? I, I have... Um, we we're scratching away there. Serious George.
1: worries the country is like, going to be underwater very soon but other than that the League of Ireland is in a great place and we're seven years in we've done well. Are all
2: our stadiums high enough? can you can you actually maybe come back and tell us which stadiums are most vulnerable in this world yeah yeah i'm thinking like the carlisle grounds is quite like you know the belinda yeah is Um, that a bit of butter like
1: i uh i I would like to thank though everyone who came in like it did there was a great vibe in the room last monday as well like and i know roddy sold the show but like um the league of ireland is just it's it's what jonathan gabay wanted to be it's cool it's actually yeah. cool enough. It was weird Do you get the
2: scores In the bus stops anymore um, the, cur- I, the scrummy curry chips Or whatever it was That Cabello wanted
1: Everything's gone up It was weird Looking around Like the people At the game And I've always been fearful Of the League of Ireland Actually becoming popular
2: Like one of my I hate that Who's been fearful of that it's kind of I, I hate that and I hate do, the fact that it's because, put out there that no, people don't no, want it to no be because
1: bad. you look at the shells you look at the shell situation where did the Turks where did the Turks go so this is the danger of like we'll basically be seen as we'll see to like the big owners abroad we'll see to foreign ownership it comes with a caveat that like what what we had what we have is precious I want us I've always wanted us to be like the league for Irish people the league that not not england the league <laughs> for irish people you know what i mean it wasn't are you going that.
2: to be marching then? the key that's a bit of an east wall sort of but message you know
1: i like i, I was thinking back to yeah <laughs> where's you want to rephrase that it, i was thinking back to, to like when i had my first oh. 25 years over over that now with my, my league of ireland website and i what 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 was mad at the time was just like the League of Ireland is just shite, basically. Like, And, and I, I was at school... never said
2: it then, though, did you?
1: No. Um you are ringing Pat Dolan. But but yeah, but I was... If there were a live game, I would be watching it kind of through my fingers, hoping it would be vaguely presentable. And most of the time, it wasn't great. Like, it wasn't great. And now, seeing the style of football, even Sunday... I know it's a Viva Stadium, but it's just become a really good league, Dan, to watch. The, like, one of my tenants, who's English, right? And when I say one of my tenants, <laughs> that sounds kind of bad... I rent, out a, <laughs> I rent out an apartment to three it's people. It's good
2: to know it's, you're a man of the people here. I rent out an apartment, right? <laughs>
1: well, I rent out an apartment. He's English. I saw him, like, tweeting he was at a boat. Road reversal, up. anyway. But putting up... Good uh, enough for them.
2: Fun <laughs> enough, yeah. He,
1: he was putting up an Instagram message, like, during the year that he was at a Bose game. He was like, whatever. He was at the cup final, like, come on, the Bose. He was in the way and Didn't even know he was a Bose fan. All of these people are going to Bose games, like, on Instagram or Pats games. Didn't know they're even into the League of Ireland. It's become cool. Yeah, it actually, yeah. has become cool. It's good, but like, and I, Galway United back in the league next season. The crowds in Galway are going to be massive. But you know, it's a great league next season. Obviously, you want Cork in it, but if somebody has to lose out,
2: well, I'm not sure if any of us, either of us, has any experience of being cool. But what I would say is, from what I'm told, people it might be cool. I think the league just needs to just play it cool at this point and not get completely carried away with that. Like, the, the, where the league is actually strengthened is that, it's that whole, it's that whole like bad chat up logic of like you know, sort of. If you look like you're confident and having a good time, things will come to you as opposed to just like going over, like begging desperately. And I think like the league has gone to its like preaching phase. And sometimes, you know, there's still no harm in preaching and making the case, but often like the best thing the league can do is just create its own story and, and not preach people. Well, but yeah, but just, you no, know, it's just to get people to come with them. Mm. Um, and, and the fact like all these sellout crowds and stuff, I mean, in a way, they've probably served a purpose because it creates that illusion of not illusion; it's real. No, I but agree. It creates that sense of demand, but but clearly, we have reached a point. And I at this point: the people, the league has now reached its ceiling, pretty much. Galway will replace UCD. You know, um, it's reached its ceiling. Yeah, I think. In I what think, regard? Because it's getting to the stage now. And this is my point about wages and stuff. Like clubs have have developed a lot of their. Um, Sorry,
1: are you actually saying we've arrived? Like this no. is. The
2: ceiling is. Can you, did you read my piece? No, I didn't. You no, I did. My point is that the, cl- the, the ceiling in its present. There's no restrictions. restrictions. Yeah. We we the, the league like your tenances are up great. They're up twenty six percent. They're up one hundred twenty six percent. That's grand. Galway we replace UCD. There'll be a little spike from that. The Rovers fourth Stand will add a little spike, right? Okay, you have got Waterford and Cork probably might come down a little bit at the primary level, but still, you know, compared to government you know, investments, but, but it gets to the point that our st- we can't, they actually can't improve anymore. So I got to my point about the cup final attendance, like, you know, you, that can go up maybe, but week to week attendances just can't get any better probably than they are at the moment, like in a lot of places. So people have to come with it and, and get improved the facilities in the stadiums or otherwise we're going to plateau. At this stage because clubs are going to keep spending at this like clubs are are more professional more full-time they want to get further to get one up over their rivals so they're probably going to their spending is probably going to keep going up but their scope for income from other sources is probably at a point now where it needs something to happen and that's the commercial thing that's the from above you know this is like you know the i have talked about getting the government on board or getting third-party investment whatever that needs to happen or this this is going to be a little bit of a lost opportunity, I think. So I think my point is we can celebrate the league now and say it's great, but there has to be an element of, of staying cool and going right, what do we do next? Rather than sort of announcing that we've arrived, because we haven't arrived, but we could. Um if we sort of keep a little bit of this momentum. But anyway, there we go. Are we done?
1: The FEI needs to find some money to actually put prize put prize money into yeah. it. it's, yeah.
2: it's 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 very simple. Not just prize money as well, like there has to be you know, that's most most
1: most clubs like some clubs lost a lot of money this year. You that's know? still the bottom line. Potentially even though, record
2: losses this year between mm, clubs. I yes. don't know if that's the case, but like that's my that that should temper the enthusiasm. And I'm not saying that to be the Grinch about it. I think like you know the only way you can be better is to be honest about your failings as well too. And I think like it's great to celebrate the good days like Sunday. To me, that's the window to what it could be. A lot of people, as I said, I go on about stadiums and people scoring goals and bad grounds. You know. People would say, ah, oh, what's that really matter? It, it matters. It absolutely, absolutely matters. matters. Um, a lot of people have gone at the game on Sunday. I'm not saying it was that good, but it looked good. I'm like, that's that's the, the Imagine thing. Imagine
1: Jordan Flores' goal in Wexford, like that yeah. goal in Della. Exactly. i just anyway, like, it's just been like a pleasure, Johnny. the future tick- <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know about that. Being Future ticketing... Um, like, I go on about this. Our, our podcast could have just not happened because we got... You know, we had to build it up again after, obviously, Air Sport. Future ticketing... Um, Rascals and Collar and Cuff I'd really like to thank them I'd like to thank Del as well Who's basically come in And listened to us Spout nonsense Mainly you Well mainly you spout Mainly me spout nonsense That's probably mainly fair Mainly you interrupting me That's bad um, But Dan and I Yeah we met Oh Jesus Someone like actually some said to, Someone
2: sent the mail back they Oh we
1: draw the game Jason Cabe has scored Now I've seen his son Come and go in the League of Ireland It's, it's kind amazing. of mad Like Like Roddy's on, but Paul Byrne was like, he's uh, Curtis is retired now. You know, I'm feeling old. Dad. We're all old. We're all old. But, thanks, but listen, it's been a blast. To, thanks to everyone. Um, um, we will be back. Um will